Motherfucking podcast. Are you ready for a podcast? Elevated Transmissions Podcast. What's up, y'all? Al Lover here with the Elevated Transmissions Podcast. I'm laying in my bed with only my underwear on at the moment. And that's the beauty of the podcast. I can lay in bed and do it. It's fun. Well, at least the intro. I don't think I'd want to do the uh, interviews on my bed in uh, my underwear. But depends on who I'm interviewing. So we'll, I'm not going to take that off the table for uh, forever. You never know. Um, but yeah, so uh, just going to go through a couple dates I got coming up before uh, we get into this interview. Uh, so got May 4th in Austin. The upcoming levitation party in lieu of levitation this year. We're having a celebration to keep the fires burning. So I'll be doing that on the 4th and the 5th. Um, that's at Barracuda. The 6th, I'm in Houston at Walters. May 7th, New Orleans at Poor Boys. May 9th in Nashville at Dark Matter. May 10th, Chicago at Scuba's. May 11th, Milwaukee at the Milwaukee Psych Fest as well as that's the pre-party doing a DJ set at the pre-party and then uh, May 12th Milwaukee Psych Fest as well um, May 13th Indianapolis State Street Pub May 14th Springfield Missouri Alter Fest May 15th Norman Oklahoma at the Opolis and then working on some stuff might be going out to the, I'm going out to the West Coast uh, after that working on some stuff possibly there and back so uh, if those dates work out I will let y'all know next podcast so you can come holla at me uh, and then at the end of May May 27th Dallas Texas the Foundry May 28th Memphis Tennessee Growlers May 29th Asheville City in the Sky at the Moth Light, that's North Carolina, Asheville, North Carolina. May 30th, Nashville, Tennessee at High Watt. And then uh, May 31st, Atlanta, Georgia at the Earl. And then um, June 1st in San Francisco at the Academy of Sciences. Doing a little fly-in date for a DJ gig there. That's going to be really fun. Um, but yeah, those are... My date's coming up for my next tour, so just wanted to get that out of the way. Sorry to have to plug that for y'all. But today, the podcast features my man Zapat Magawe from Austin's Golden Dawn Orchestra. If you guys haven't heard them before, they are a fantastic band. Fantastic band. No, I'm just kidding. Um... Yeah, they, they do some cosmic disco stuff. They do some kind of world music influences, African music, uh, Latin. It's, it's, a, it's a mesh of what people, in, in my opinion, I guess, what people were kind of doing in the 70s with like jazz fusion and uh, kind of exploring 
jazz into its other more funky and uh, rhythmic endeavors. And they're kind of keeping on with that tradition, which I think is really great. Uh, they put on an amazing stage show. They got costumes for days, and they just put on an, a, a great show. And they're, uh, they're actually um, curating one of the nights at the Levitation Party on the 4th of May coming up. So that's why I want to sit down with old Zapot and just shoot the shit, talk about some music, talk about life, talk about cosmic things, things of a cosmic nature, mythology, Sun Ra, philosophy. And it was a great conversation, man. I, 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 I knew Zapot a bit, you know, from being around Austin, but I never really sat down to have a conversation with him. And uh, it was great. It was a great man. It's this is such a cool thing for me to be able to meet people and and have uh have an intro to just talk about real stuff and not you know, you meet people sometimes and you just kinda have to go through the the small talk thing and this actually forces me to be like all right we gotta have something that people want to listen to so let's not fucking uh let's not fuck around um but yeah so golden dot orchestra they got the record stargazer is out now uh they got some tour dates coming up so i'm just gonna shout those out real quick so y'all can know when they're coming to your town and uh you can go get down get funky so for uh, everyone out there, the Golden Dawn Orchestra will be on the road um, coming up soon. So April 30th, they'll be at Fortress Fest in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, May 4th, Barracuda, Austin, Texas, obviously, for the Levitation Party. Uh, May 16th, Belmont in Dallas, Texas. May 17th, High Tone in Memphis. May 18th is to be announced in Nashville. May 19th is the Moonshiners Ball in Irvine, Kentucky. That sounds like a fucking fun time. Um, May 20th, Asheville Music Hall. Asheville, all the homies in Asheville, go check these guys out. I think you will enjoy it. They are a fantastic band, as I said previously. Um, May 21st, The Vista in Atlanta. And uh, May 22nd in Ice Pit at the, ooh, the Ice Pit at the Orpheum Theater in New Orleans, which Zapot kind of described to me this, uh, this venue uh, during the podcast. So you'll uh, figure out what the, the history of that uh, particular music venue is uh, if you listen further into the podcast. But, all right, without further ado, I'm going to stop running my damn mouth. Uh, and we're going to get into a track from the record Stargazer by the Golden Dawn Orchestra to set it off. And it's called Samashaka. So we'll do that and then we'll have the interview with Zapat Magawi. I hope you all enjoy it. All right. I love you.
the pot. Yeah, baby. How you doing? Good. Enjoying this beautiful, wonderful day on planet Earth. All right. Out here at the Sahara Lounge yeah, on I'm the on. Earth planet. Yeah, baby. Earth people, New York and California. Here we are. How you feeling? Feeling pretty good. Uh, yeah. This is uh, this is we're here at our Earthling headquarters. This is where the Golden Dawn Orchestra originated and was founded here at Sahara Lounge on the east side of Austin, Texas. Uh, so this is uh, you know, we rehearse here and this is home base. How did how did it come to be? Well. You know, this we we'd been interacting on different levels for multiple, you know, centuries in different dimensions, and finally, it just seemed like the right time that Planet Earth needed us to come down here and kind of manifest, like, uh, sort of uh, bring a message uh, and kind of try and help wake people up a little bit. Uh, what's, what's the message? Well, the me- there's multiple messages. Uh, sort of um, the the fir- the first and foremost for me personally, some of the other orchestrons have different you know messages that they feel more strongly about. For me, I feel most strongly about the fact that this is like the one and only Earthship that humans have been given, and mm. they're just shitting all over it, and That's uh, true. they don't give a fuck, and. Uh, that the sun god Ra is gonna burn them to hell if they don't get their shit together. Yeah, and I would say that that message is pretty clear to well to a lot of people, but it seems to not be clear to a lot of people as well. Which it is, is true. We may be preaching to the choir. Wait, how do you say it? Preaching to the preaching to the choir. Preaching to the choir yeah. here at our shows, but nonetheless, you know, if we'd even touch one or two people, just to uh then I feel like I've done a, a job, but you know, it's not just that we're also, pre, you know, we're also bringing a message of love and joy Yeah, and we're trying to get people to help manifest these physical limitations that are here and to help them realize that they are made of particles of stardust Yeah, and that anything they want to make happen, they can manifest and make happen, including fixing our planet and making this a better place. Yeah. You know, I, I, I definitely think it's, it's a, it's important right now because there's there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of anger and i was listening to this interview with someone yesterday i can't remember who it was but they were talking about they were talking about like buddhist philosophy and all this stuff and that you know the energy you put out is the energy that manifests so if you even if you try to like change the world but your your like base um vibration yeah, and inspiration for the the act of of going out to change the world is anger. Right. You're just gonna, it's just gonna produce more anger. So if you do it from a place of love and respect, and that like a more, I guess like a positive approach, you know, that's what actually yields the results. You know that you want to see. Yeah. Is yeah. Totally, and like, I feel like that for me everything on this planet including music is vibrations everything's a vibration when you get down to a really small minute level and so if we can exactly those vibrations if you're if you're vibrating in a negative energy you're sending that out even if yeah if you're trying to do good you're not going to do good you're going to do you're just going to you're going to get in fights with people and piss people off and you're not going to make anything happen but that's 
that comes into what we're trying to do that you know through music and inspiration and our dance we're trying to if we can send people even in a even if it's for a couple of hours if we can switch their vibration to a more positive mode that that can carry on for days or weeks or years even yeah you can change people that way you know it i mean i'll, I'll say that music has changed me right you know yeah uh for better maybe some for worse too in different in different <laughs> areas you know what i'm saying like there's you know i i like angry i mean the music i make is real dark but that's because i like to i like to bring the that explore my well, exp- inner darkness like the that aspect that's of human processing. beings that's just processing. exactly exactly and so it is a process and we play dark music exactly yeah. and i think that there can be something can come from that of it, the the archetypal myth of the hero's journey right you dive into the into the depths of the dark to bring something out of it that that and then you share with the world to like kind yeah. of like you know help people out can relate whatever. and it you they might cry they might cry and then come out on the other side and see light i mean yeah i've seen i've been more inspired and more moved by dark music than light music that's for damn yeah. sure yeah yeah <laughs> yeah me too man me too and i think there is a beauty in that and 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 i think that you know like like we were saying earlier like the intention behind the the um the motive behind the action like if you actively explore that darkness with the intent to find light from it you know what i'm saying right. like in the beginning there was nothing and then there was light you know what i'm saying like and if just you take because that, somebody that else calls it yeah. a dark might be dark and minor key and to some people might be aggressive what the fuck does that mean yeah it's really true. what yeah. does that mean like i mean it is subjective it's you all know? just a vibration yeah. how is that who decides what that is well i guess i guess it i guess i guess it i guess it, i would say that it depends on like we're the we're the the conduit to the vibration so how we perceive the vibration can can interact how we or, or, or can affect how we think about it you know what i'm saying so so maybe if someone like say they're like uh they love gospel music or something and they go to like a hardcore show they might not understand that energy right but it's the same energy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It might be coming from a different place, but it's the same energy. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's hard but, to say. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I've had my most mystical religious experiences listening to music that's very intense. And yeah. N- to most people would probably sound like noise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I just, I'm right there with you, man. And I, I, it's a beautiful thing. It's, I, and that, that's the cool thing about it too, man, about music and, and the idea of it being vibrational and it's just, you know, you can, you can take from it what you want is that this fucking infinite, it's infinite, right. you know, as, yeah. as far as we can understand infinity, you know what I'm saying? As, as in our, in our finite being sense or yeah. whatever, you know? But all right, we're getting deep early, man. Woo! All right, it's one one p.m. one forty-five on a on a what is it Wednesday? Yeah, we're going deep. I like that. Um, I uh, so obviously the the Golden Dawn, Golden Dawn Orchestra is your group, um, the Earthly Manifestation. Mm-hmm. Um, obvious nod to Sun Ra, I would assume. Yes. How did uh how did how did Sun Ra kind of come to inf- influence and invoke that uh that particular manifestation? 
Well, for you guys, Sun Ra has always been just sort of a a spiritual uh, beacon and leader to me. Just one of my one of my many spiritual f- like inspirations. Mm-hmm. You know, I me too, man. Uh, I just got to, I had the honor to see him when I was a kid here in Austin. Oh wow! Actually, at, actually at a church, um, like St. Stephen's, <laughs> must maybe. Must have been sick. Yeah, it was rad. And How old were you? I'm probably in Earth years. In Earth years, <laughs> I was probably probably like elementary school. Wow! Yeah. Holy shit! So I got into that kind of stuff real early on. My mom, well, you know, it's Austin too. Yeah. Uh, like uh, the uh, there was just a lot of cool shit going on. But I got I grew up in Asheville, so it was like kind of a yeah, similar yeah. thing. You know, like lots of lots of kind of forward. There used to be, you know, yeah, shit. like the radio station here used to have a jazz program almost mm-hmm. every night and yeah. shit. And uh, same. Uh, so, uh, I got, yeah, I was listening. I was like buying John Coltrane Ascensions on cassette when I was in eighth grade. <laughs> That's sick. <laughs> yeah. I got into, I got into jazz pretty early too because of hip hop. Cause I was, yeah. cause all the samples, yeah. especially like the CTI and like yeah. that seventies, like the jazz funk yeah. and fusion stuff. Yeah. And so, yeah, I kind of got into that probably in high school. Cause I was, I was a uh, middle school, high school. I was like, Oh wait. These guys are sampling these old records. Yeah. Let me go listen to that. And I had a couple buddies that were more into producing and and were like, yeah, you know, you got to check out this label. And, you yeah. know, you look at the back and then you see, like, this guy played alto sax on totally. this one. Yeah. And so he's here and here and here and all that. And so it kind of, like, took me down this hole. Yeah, I think I, I think I started on, like, yeah, I started on jazz probably just because, well, my mom was a huge influence and she was really into jazz. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but then that was what got me into more like fun, like jazz funk yeah, was the yeah, hip hop, yeah. yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. So uh, back to the Sun Ra thing, like for me, I wouldn't even say that I'm super deep into Sun Ra's music. I'm more deep into his philosophy yeah. and and his uh, kind of what he talks about with like the mythological aspect yeah. to it. Like I'm a huge Joseph Campbell fan, yeah, and um, and kind of kind of seeing those parallels between like what he's talking about and the myth yeah. and all this stuff. And I was like, man, this dude is on <laughs> some yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean for that us to blew my mind for us too. I think like it's definitely not musically. It's not, I, I don't think hopefully not many people expect us to sound too much like him. I don't think you do uh, at all. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, yeah. No, I'm, no, I'm saying I hopefully, hopefully people don't hear it, see the name and expect that. Gotcha, I don't think gotcha, people gotcha. do. Yeah. I don't think people do. Our, our, our I think they our see all, they don't know what the fuck to expect. <laughs> <laughs> our influence is, uh, our influence is definitely the philosophy yeah. and, and bringing a message like gotcha. he did and also the costuming, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So those were the two. The regalia. Strong, the regalia. Yeah. And, you guys got some good regalia. We have some regalia. Regalia game strong. <laughs> it's on point. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's uh, that's cool, man. I, I, I remember s- the first time I saw you guys was at Levitation. It was, uh, I guess it was, was it the first year at the... Um, it, might have, it was either the, the first the or second. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I, I remember it, y'all been marched. Yeah. Y'all marched through the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. onto the stage and i was like who are these crazy <laughs> motherfuckers right here i was like this shit is sick and then you just crushed it man yeah. i was and i've been a fan ever since man i because i i had no context to what you guys were about i saw a couple people walking around the the festival with the with the yeah. regalia and i was like 
what's going on here? <laughs> and I just, I, and then everyone just got up. Yeah, on I stage. wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to do like through all the campgrounds and everything, but we did, well, we didn't have enough time for our changeover. You know, yeah, we had like yeah. such a quick changeover. Dude, y'all, y'all should have like the, uh, the, <laughs> the Golden Dawn Orchestra marching band, dude. Yeah, totally. That uh, would that's, be sick. Yeah, that's a dream. That's totally a dream. Cause we, yeah, we always do. We always do the procession. Oh, you play almost, Mardi Gras? Almost, go to Mardi Gras yeah. and play? Like- I tried this year. It didn't happen. Yeah. Oh, but because man. we always, yeah, we always do that procession. Actually, here at Sahara last South by, were you here for that one? No. I did a procession from that church over there and I we did the, f- the full procession and I rode a white horse and I rode it around <laughs> down through here and into the club. Uh, didn't the horse take a shit in the club? <laughs> yes, the horse took <laughs> shit in the club. So you've heard about it. I heard about it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that though. That's dope. I mean, what what else would you expect a white horse to do when he <laughs> when he walks into a fucking bar? You know Shit. what? I gotta show him who's boss right now. <laughs> but actually, awesome. the, I have a good story that relates to one of the tracks that I that we were gonna listen to. Okay, um, a good story from that. I think it must have been that same show because so that was a that was a kind of a Sunday fairly early on a Sunday. So I was calling it like the. Um, the tent revival with Golden Dawn Orchestra or okay. something, and I'd printed up these. Uh, I'd printed up these kind of hand, hand silk screened flyers for the for the Golden Dawn tent revival, mm-hmm. and uh, I saw one of the dude uh, like the day before, like a couple the first day the first night I saw La Femme, and I saw them after the show, and I gave one of the guys one of these flyers. And um, did you know them? I didn't know them that? prior okay. to that. No. But I saw that show and I was fucking blown They're away. They're amazing. And I gave him one of the flyers and uh, and then I literally saw him 24 hours tripping his balls off <laughs> in like his underwear or a towel or something still holding the fucking flyer like 24 hours later. Still <laughs> holding on to it. Which dude was it? I don't know. I, I, I don't know them that well. They're but, great, man. Yeah, they're badass. Eric, I remember Eric's out, Eric just went out there to... Hang yeah, with them. yeah, he's hanging with them. Uh, I I remember at the Levitation in Angers a couple years back, took some acid and saw them. Oh wow! And that was quite a night. Nice. And then went back and was uh, staying at this little um, Angers is this old ass town in like the downtown area. There's like yeah, we played the we played Levitation last yeah last yeah, year, yeah 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 okay okay so you know and yeah. but this building. That we were staying in, I was staying with Rob from yeah. Levitation and and uh, had a little room and it was like an Airbnb or something. But this fucking building was like two hundred years old or something. Yeah. And so I was just deep. I hadn't taken acid in like a couple years, and I was deep after the gig, like inside. And you could go up into the attic nice. and just see like the fucking old wood and like <laughs> there was like the wild like it looked like wallpaper but it was maybe tile or something wow. and it was just just being in that scenario on acid because you know you take you take acid in america like growing up as a kid or whatever yeah. and you, you know it's kind of wild you go out in nature or whatever yeah. but being around old buildings old where you're yeah. like wait a second yeah it freaked me out man it was yeah. cool i had yeah, a great I took trip some, i took night. some mescaline one time and went to the uh that was a really awesome trip in an old building, Mescaline, and went to what's that place in New Orleans? The like that oldest jazz club. Uh, I don't know off the top of uh, my head, but I can assume that con- it's con- 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 uh, something hall, con- conservation hall, or something. Okay. Conservation hall jazz band, and like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's when I was just like touching the, these like dirt walls. I was like, whoa, feeling the energy <laughs> was incredible. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm about to be in New Orleans in a in a couple weeks. Oh, got sweet. a show there with Holy Wave. Cool. I'm pretty excited, and I got a day off. And the next gig is Nashville, so you know it's it's a 
no. check out the worst conservation. drive. But it's real touristy, but well, when yeah. we went, it was actually wasn't. It was for this other show. It was like a burlesque show that was mind, okay. totally different and trippy and mind blowing. But but they do a regular kind of tourist thing, and it's you got to wait like an hour to get in. And you just see it's like twenty people. You sit on the ground, but it is, dude, it is the shit. Check it out. Conservation if you have a, hall. Maybe a night off. I'll yeah. check it out. Yeah, because I I've only spent a little time in New Orleans, and it's just like either like for a show or just there for one night. My brother got married down there, so we were there for a couple days, but didn't really go outside of the French Quarter that much. And um, I'm just excited to have a day off to go walk around, man, because that town is so weird. It's yeah. got some heavy, yeah. heavy, heavy energy, man. When are you all there? Uh, let's see. I don't know. The six. We're actually. Oh, right after. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. right after levitation. We're actually um, a little a week or two after that. It's, so May twenty second is Sunra's birthday, mm. and we are playing New Orleans on his birthday. So we're planning. A, I think we will actually pull out. I'm planning on trying to pull out some actual Sunra songs for that. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> but that one sounds cool. It's going to be at this place, uh, the uh, the Orpheum Theater. They're opening an. They're opening up the basement where where they used to. Apparently, they used to. It's like the oldest theater with actual air conditioning, but they used to air condition oh. it using ice. Whoa! And so they've they're where the ice where they used to put the ice. They're opening up a venue in the basement. Wow. <laughs> so so would the ice be downstairs, and then the yeah, the, they just the like, cold from I, the ice I, would just kind of come. They through must the floor have blown it up somehow. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That is some bougie shit to have, like have back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like we're, right. we're going to cool the whole room in Bring New in Orleans 50 tons of ice. with ice. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, should we get into a track? Yeah, sure. So did you send me the list in the order that you would like to listen oh, to it? I, I wasn't thinking of order. I'd actually, I feel like the order is kind of cool. Okay. Then I probably, we, I probably did then. Cause we got a we got a couple funky numbers, and then we go to Africa for a little bit. Sweet. Then go Let's to France, and then go a little get cinematic, and yeah. then we end on some droney weirdness. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So the first uh, track that we got lined up is Todd Terje. Yeah. Who is this? I don't. I actually I haven't. Even, I didn't even look it up. It's just a track that I've been digging. <laughs> so no, th- th- and th- and th- this is great because Let's so look him up. Yeah, well, we should probably do a Google or something. Maybe we'll Google them while the song's playing. That's a good idea. But yeah. uh, so this is—I've deemed this the anti-music nerd podcast because it's all like it's all about what you're into this week right. or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. w- you know, like as musicians, as as people that love music, like that are the people that I usually associate with. Like, you know, you're always discovering new stuff. Yeah. People are always sharing stuff. You're always and with the internet now, you can discover stuff. You can go down a YouTube rabbit hole and just yeah. be, end up to being like, what the fuck? Yeah. Is that you so know? this one I think I just th- I will tell you yeah this one I discovered and that's the beauty of the internet man mm. you know it's that crazy. is one of the other things we preach you know it's like we try to get people out of their their addictions to their cellular devices and mm. such but at the same time we we are we you know we with our shows we try to get bring people out of that realm a little bit yeah. like like I kind of judge a good show by how few pictures there are because that means people were fucking in the moment and not taking pictures. Yeah, 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 yeah. But at the same time, it's a band like ours would not be able to exist without technology. Like, we would all have to live together like Sun Ra did if we didn't have this this cellular technology. Well, there's a negative and a positive aspect to it. Exactly. So so one of the positives is, yeah, so this one I found going down a Spotify rabbit hole. That's how I found this track. It's it's a great (laughs) track. Um, 
I, I before we listen to the track, I, I will say I, I listened to this podcast the other day that kind of blew my mind, and it's all about the ethics behind the internet and the the th- kind of three or four major conglomerates that are kind of pushing social media, internet, how how it functions, the mechanics behind it. And this guy that was being interviewed was like, there's no set terms of like ethical behavior to this. And right. so it's kind of like the Wild West. It's it's Wild West, but there's also we're being manipulated more than we think. Oh, yeah. By this. And, 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 and that's obvious, you know, yeah. but uh, to have it broken down uh, blew my mind. It was this guy, Sam Harris. He had this uh, dude on it. It was the most recent episode cool. of the podcast. Send that to me. I will. Cool. It. It rocked my world a little bit. I was like, "Holy shit, man!" <laughs> He's right because I've always, I've always kind of thought of the of the internet as this neutral tool, which I think to some extent it is. But also, there's these key players that are being influenced by ad revenue yeah. and advertising is really pushing the gauge of of how we interact with it, yeah. which is unfortunate. I actually noticed this the other day. I think I, this is a little public service announcement, public service announcement for Google right here, <laughs> but this is fucking dope. Where, where did I see this? Look, you can go on your Google on your phone uh-huh. and search in the dark zone. You can go dark on Google now. Supposedly they're probably lying to us. Hold on. Like the dark web. Like, let me see if I can find it. We, I may have to look while we're, while you're playing the track, but yeah, no, yeah. like if like you know how on your phone you have the, you have the, uh, you have your when you search for something. Uh huh. So say I wanted to search for chicks with dicks. Okay. But I didn't want like there all of a sudden to be all these ads for chicks with dicks. <laughs> um, sorry, bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hilarious uh, example. <laughs> so let's roll with it. <laughs> we're already there. We're too late to pass. <laughs> uh. You can you can you can search because when you anything you search for they're taking they're keeping track of it they're yeah. cl- they I f- I was somehow ended up in this zone on my app that was a it's it, and it was black and it said it's like search for without them tracking you I'm, I'm gonna try and find it while we're whoa I'm gonna try and find it while we're hold on so Google is allowing offering the it like it offered option. me the option to Google without them knowing what I was Googling. That makes me feel like that's when they're really going to be monitoring <laughs> exactly, it. You know? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Chicks with dicks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, let's listen to this, uh, let's listen to this track. Uh, Todd Terje and uh, Preben goes to Acapulco. This is a groovy number. Let's go to Acapulco, let's baby. Let's go to Acapulco.
So that was Todd Terje. Oh shit. Oh shit. Todd Terje. Yeah. With um uh, what the hell is the name of that goddamn song? Pre- Preben goes to Acapulco. Preben goes to Acapulco. So this dude is um he's a Norwegian of course. Producer. Of course. It's pretty groovy. Yeah. So uh modern or modern, yeah. Cool. He was born in eighty one, same year as sure. me. So yeah, he he's put stuff out on Soul Jazz Records, Permanent Vacation, Because Music. It's official, Killer. man. Um, he was listed at uh, number 17 in the Rolling Stones magazine list for the 25 DJs that rule the earth. Wow. So if you didn't know that, people, now you know. Shit. He's, so he's got some cred in, the, in, the, in, 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 a, in a different scene that we don't even legit. know about. Well, you know, I mean, I will say those damn Scandinavians sure do put a lot of fucking money towards the arts. Yes. And so they get they get some good funding up there yeah. for yeah, that type that. of stuff. That. I'd, love, I'd love to do our last, uh, our, uh, our rec, the guy who released our last album, he... What was the name of that one again? The, the album? Yeah. Is Stargazer. Yes, yes, okay. Uh, he, um, his wife was in the Cranberries. Are they from Sweden, right? The Cranberries. Anyways, I think I so. Know. It was like a nineties band or something. I know the Cranberries. Zombie. Yeah. Ah. Anyways, he, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, he lived in, he lived half the year in Sweden with oh, her okay. and, uh, and he was kept saying, he was like, you gotta get on the festivals up here in Sweden. I've played, uh, man, I played one 2015 there was like a couple hours north of Stockholm in this. Wow! It was like a summer camp retreat kind of area with on this big lake up in the woods, oh, like the Swedish woods. Yeah, man. So I was the the show. I played it like maybe like four in the morning or something, and just did a did a like a live re-edit set, DJ re-edit set, yeah. and then got incredibly drunk, but had tons of energy and i was like how am i like this awake so i went out walking through these fields and there was all these wildflowers growing and it was like as the sun was coming up and then there was all these old cabins from like the 1800s all around the woods so i just walked around and took these wild pictures of all these like it was so 
goddamn beautiful. It's <laughs> such a beautiful place, man. Scandinavia yeah, is one been. of my favorite places, man. Wow. I've been up there a few times. I got some good homies up there. Damn. But shit, I mean, if you guys are, you know, I I might be able to be able to link you up with some folks up yeah. there, man. Love, I mean, love I'd that. be happy to help in any love way. That. We're gonna be. I yeah, will be. We'll be in Europe in July. Cool. Sweet. Yeah. So yeah, j- let me know all the dates that you guys have uh, coming up too, and I can post them when cool. when we post this for Sweet. like any 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 tour and stuff Wicked. that you guys have coming up. Um, but yeah, so this cosmic disco stuff, man. You guys are on that vibe. The last totally. record, Stargazer, is yeah. pretty pretty disco. Yeah, huh? got into definitely got into uh, a little more. Like the first one was a little more Afro. This one was definitely a little more yeah, this cosmic disco, yeah. Afro disco. Like I think biggest influence for me on that record was who we'll listen to later is Willie Ammonia Bar for sure. Oh, dude. Uh, and just that kind of got me really going down, going, go, yeah, going down that synth hole. I love it, man. Yeah. You know, I, um, I guess, I mean, we're not, we're not getting to him, but let's talk about him because okay. it's so I remember. So I just found out about him when, when, uh, David Byrne like reissued the, uh, the stuff on his label yeah. And uh, I remember my buddy just posted a video. I think Noisy did a video about uh, his history or whatever. Yeah. And I was just like, "Who is this madman?" Yeah. And yeah. it was in like I think you can tell by the popularity of him based on obviously David or David Byrne just put the music out and he's got great taste and everything his label does is good. But the that music it has something, man. Oh yeah, it really just has something like. It's so human too, because it's it's not perfect in any way, shape, yeah. or form. But it is. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's well, when the, the cool thing was when that thing when that album came out. What I really noticed about it was that you would you could be playing like you or like I just noticed like every musician I knew they could be in a punk band or like uh, sort of like I don't know say a psych band or a rock band or a jazz band. It didn't matter. Like everybody was like made sense this, to them yeah it was like primal yeah. this makes sense you know yeah and i love the way it's recorded it, it's not recorded super well like it's like you know yeah. and obviously like when they reissue those things they either got to go find the original tape or they got to just kind of cut it from an original pressing of the record so yeah. sometimes it's not that good of a vinyl yeah. quality and stuff and well he had to be tapped into some alien shit too because <laughs> he was definitely on some alien shit he's a weirdo too like yeah. did he became like a preacher or something yeah. after he and be, then like he, he was like god. didn't want anything to do with the music yeah. and um he found god but he i well it seemed like seems like i he's think always, he always, he's always found, found god, god. <laughs> yeah but apparently he never did a live show I I I I heard that recently. He had never done wow. any live shows. Wow! But the question was really, where did all these like? I mean, he was in the middle of Africa in the seventies. Like, just even having one tape machine yeah. to record with, yeah, was amazing. Like, <laughs> like an eight track, yeah. you know. So this yeah, guy man. had multiple, multiple different synthesizers multiple tape machines yeah, no, i've seen the pictures man I'm so that like, like just getting like the logistics of that i mean i'm pretty sure that he had those shipped in from outer space there's no way <laughs> or yeah, russia or he had the he had or the drug dealer that's there's been the, the, or the communist connection there's like all these there's a really great documentary like 30 40 minute documentary on him on youtube if you watch that and they Maybe. they they hypothesize a little bit yeah because because of that they're like 
he had some kind of connection with huh. either drugs or possibly communism or something. That would be ironic if it was communism, yeah. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> running, yeah, I mean, just running, all that Running shit. nuclear bombs across oh the border. God, Jesus Christ, that would be wild. <laughs> well, what if that came out like that was like some shit? But um, no, the, the whole thing with Africa back in the day, man, and, and I'm, I feel so, so blessed to have like be in a time where obviously we have the internet, but also these people from these labels that go out that do the reissue labels right. and just go and dig through. Like, have you heard the story about the psychedelic aliens? Like those guys, they were uh, African, African. Yeah, yeah, I African heard the story, funk. but I know who you're talking about. So I mean, like, well, not not the story of them, but the guy that that went to 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 kind of dig up this music, you know. And I think it's a pretty common story for a lot of these people that go to these like kind of third world countries and find their 70s psychedelic influenced right you know james brown yeah. uh influence like whatever whatever is you know they go to these small towns and they just ask yeah hey do you know anyone who has any records yeah. or blah 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 or it's the same th- yeah it's like the same thing the the guy um what's his name um from uh down in the basement or whatever this guy he does. He he has like one of the biggest collections of like seventy eight era old time bluegrass blues. Right. And he just went to the country. Yeah. To shacks, knocking on doors, <laughs> like risking a shotgun yeah. in the face. <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah. to like to to bring the music back and you know all these people that went with the uh, with the the field recordings and stuff and yeah, just to document this like the human experience through music, man. Yeah. It's the, interest, uh, the interesting oh, thing so is beautiful. That we're at a, yeah. We're we're at a beautiful time right now where we get to experience that. So lucky because it it's finite, obviously. Yeah, it really is, man. I mean the the idea of a recording. Yeah, I mean the the vibrations are gonna you know whatever because they're they're there. Yeah, they've always been there. They're just getting but manipulated. I'm saying even just in terms of discovering un unfound music, that is finite because. Unless unless we discover later on that pe- that we can actually go back in time and access live performances, which oh yeah, is possible. we'll get there. We'll get okay, there. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, like the universe is existing at one time, right? Time yes. is only a, an yes. aspect of the equation. Yes. So, the time is now. Yeah, the time is now. It's true. Um, so I guess maybe we should maybe we should make one switch and and play <laughs> and play own your bar next, just Sweet. just to kind of keep uh, it. keep it relevant. Do it. Uh, so fantastic man is the track. Um, Luca Bop is the label. Lu- Luaka, Luaka Bop, whatever. I don't know how you pronounce it, but it's uh, yeah. David Burns. Um, David Burns. Whoa, that is a big old wasp. Hey, buddy, it's right right under my seat. Um, dude, I saw, I had a wasp in the last year, like last summer. And I, I saw her like she kept flying in and out through my kitchen window and going into this like pantry that we had open. And I was like, what the hell is that wasp doing? And I walked over and she had started building a nest in our house. Oh, shit. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. So I went and instantly like closed the window and I could see her. She was like coming back and like banging on the window <laughs> oh, like man. she was pissed, Whoa. dude. Yeah, I was like not trying this, to have that. This is my, my new life. home. This is yeah. my new home. Hey, neighbors. All right, so let's listen to to old William. Uh, Fantastic Man is the track. You guys probably all know it, I hope. If you don't, you're going to thank us. (laughs) 
say <laughs> William Onyabar might have studied cinematography in Russia spy what if he was a spy what if a funky w- spy what <laughs> <laughs> the funky spy what if David Burns a spy and he's reintroducing William Onyabar to the American Masses. people as a communist plot to overthrow the government <laughs> You heard it first on the Elevated Transmissions podcast. I'm saying it. No, man, but that oh, that track, dude, the, when, the, when the, the breakdown, you lose. Yeah. The first time I heard that, I flipped out. Yeah. Just flipped out. The atomic bomb got dropped during this song. Yeah. I can't remember which one it was. Uh, it was probably this one. Because wasn't the, wasn't the documentary, like the short documentary, like it was called Fantastic Man or something? Maybe. It might be. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, it might be. Know. Yeah. But um, it was just yeah, some guys went over there and looking for him to try and interview him. Mm. And he doesn't really even do interviews, but in the they show some footage. New I think footage in the, they right? they get footage. He lets him into their house. Yeah, yeah. And in the end, I think he maybe does a recorded interview, but they don't. I remember you don't seeing see, him you don't standing see, outside of his standing, house or something. And either he I makes think. a statement that know. they that they write across the screen, or he may actually. He may have actually done an interview that, but not like an audio interview that they play. Mm. He wouldn't do like a, a mm. on-screen interview. He's like, "These wa- these mics are tapped." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're coming <laughs> to get me. Talking to you, the, capitalist scum. The Google's coming to get me. Yeah. Uh, so my buddy right now, my buddy Geo, shouts out to Geo over in Italy. Uh, is your clam in the jam? Is his website? Check him out. He's doing a documentary on the lead singer from Witch, the oh, Zamrock wow. band. Cool. So yeah. he's been traveling over there, and um, 
kind of meeting with this guy, hanging out with him. He he's another guy. You know, they were like the the that I think they spawned the Zamrock movement, kind of like they right. wanted to be like Black Sabbath, basically. Yeah. And uh, and because of that, like whatever, he denounced rock and roll, and then went you know became turned, Christian, became Christian, and and then um, you know in recent years has come back. But my buddy Geo went over there and has been hanging out with him, filming him, interviewing him, like looking through, like doing the same thing, like looking through like hours of fucking archive footage trying, because there's only been like a couple pictures documented of them and stuff. And he's trying to put a documentary together. So he's like, needs some like backstock footage or whatever. So yeah, he's doing the same thing, like digging through those, um, those archives. And I mean, that has got to be some wild that's, shit, man. That's gonna be fun as shit. Yeah, and just and so, and frustrating too because you know like there's only so much, you know. Yeah. Like you were saying, it's fucking yeah, finite, it's and it was real finite back then. Like shit's not yeah. as finite now. Yeah. Ooh, what about the idea that we're getting closing to getting closer to access infinity because of our capacity to just, make things more keep, and more infinite? Yeah, it's gonna with s- the internet. Once there's gonna be a moment in time. Uh, singularity, right? Yeah. yeah. It's gonna be a moment in time. Boom. <laughs> we'll all become one. What about the idea? I had this idea of what about what happens when AI reaches enlightenment? Like you know, like maybe the, it'll the, happen at the same time. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe that's what'll kick it into gear. <laughs> Imagine that. What if there was just a ring out through the whole entire world to the universe of just the universe waking up? Wow. Uh, it's possible. A new Big Bang. The Golden Dawn. Yeah. The Golden Dawn. That is, is the Golden coming. Dawn, yeah. yeah. Well, th- I mean, that's the idea. It's the, yeah. the, the age of enlightenment, right? Yep. Yeah, that oh yeah. Oh, I was getting chills, man. Um that's kind of heavy. I think about that shit all the time, though. It's not just because I smoke weed. It's, <laughs> it's it may be a little enhanced by the uh, by the the, it helps. Uh, the, the sacred weed helps the medicine. The medicine helps. It helps. It's really been helping me lately. I actually hadn't smoked the sacred weed very much in quite a while, and yeah. been smoking it. Well, I I got more interested, especially I was in Morocco, and obviously there's a lot of hashish over there. And same when we last summer when we were touring Europe. A lot of hash, and that seems to work better with my chemistry. Hash. And uh, it's but more that's mellow, been, especially when yeah. you're smoking it with a spliff. You know, yeah. it's uh, it's. I mean, for me, like living in San Francisco for like before I moved here, I got yeah. back into weed out there, and like smoking dabs and all that. Yeah. it's like weed crack, and it's yeah. just like, you guys are I'd getting rather, so high. Yeah, what I'd are rather. You doing? Yeah, I'd rather. Do just, you need to be that high? I'd rather do some like serious psychedelics. Like that's I, that's like that's even more intense than like taking five hits of acid it really is like if you're eating (laughs) weed food dude i remember i took a weed food and i was in tilburg holland Tilburg, yeah um yeah so i was there recording a record with these guys cairo liberation front you'd probably dig them they're doing this uh they're kind of bringing this the sound from egypt that's coming out right now called electro shabby so it's like Egyptian dance music with rappers on it. Hell yeah. It's really cool, man. Sweet. So they're kind of doing uh, DJ sets and um, do around Europe with this stuff and kind of um, working collaboratively with some of the artists down there. Yeah. And and we were over there and we worked on a project that actually just came out on Hog Nord Records. Everybody pick it up. Cairo Liberation Front meets Al Lover. Uh, and um, so when we were over there, 
they were like, hey, man, you want to go to this amusement park? It's uh, it's like a fairy tale themed amusement park that's like the biggest amusement park in Holland. Whoa. And we got some weed cookies. <laughs> and man, let me tell you, <laughs> this fucking theme park is crazy. Like, it's all like 80s, 90s roboticized. Like, Whoa. you know how the shit used to be at like Chuck E. Cheese Pizza? Like, yeah. with the like. Yeah. So it's all like that of all these classic Grimm's fairy tales. Yeah. All around like magical enchanted forests and roller coasters and all this stuff. And dude, wow. that weed food <laughs> is strong. It's like it's I'd rather take acid. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. It's a different it's a different thing. But it's, it's cool. It's, it's, it's good be over, for you. It's good for you, but it can be overwhelming. Well, I think it can be overwhelming because it forces you to face yourself. Oh yeah. And Seriously. that shit is so it's fucking good. important yeah, to it's do. Important, yeah. God Definitely. damn, but it fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> God damn! <laughs> I was I was talking to my mom the other day and remembering this place in Austin from from my childhood that had it was like a Chuck E. Cheese, but it was this incredible pizza place, and they had they had brought in this self playing pipe organ. I mean, Whoa. like full on, like I like a church organ like a church kind of thing, like the with kind, the like like the, with the freaking yeah the, the whatever those things are called. Uh, and uh pipes and pi yeah pipe organ <laughs> yeah and like hundreds of huge massive pipes like 20 foot tall pipes and shit in the pizza place and they would play silent films Whoa. and they had this church organ which which also involved like these monk these like monkeys with tambourines yeah, and all yeah. these animated things it was so cool so creepy though man i wish it was still there what but I googled it because I thought I was crazy. It was one of those childhood memories you're yeah, like yeah yeah you like really was happen? that a dream so yeah. we were over there the other day and I googled it and and that we were in that neighborhood. I was like, "Isn't that where that pizza place was?" Because I'd never asked her about it, and she was like, "Oh yeah." And then we looked it up, and they'd moved like this self-playing organ from somewhere in Pennsylvania to down here. Whoa, it's pretty cool. That's wild. Yeah. Let's bring it back. Yeah, man. Where is it? That sounds uh, that sounds like something that should be at the um, what's the the dude's spot that the secret uh film or whatever. Oh, secret theater. Yeah, secret theater. Yeah, that totally. would be sick to have That's out what he there. Needs, yeah. Yeah. That place is so crazy, man. There's the, he's selling it. Did you know? I heard about that. Yeah. That's a shame. A I mean, shame. I guess you got to do what you got to do, but it's... I remember going there. It was... Uh, I think that's the first time I met you. It was a, at a wedding. Yep. And you came right. up to me and that's you were right. like, hey, man, can you play this music off my phone? And I was like, no. <laughs> no, fuck off. <laughs> and I, I, I mean, and I, I was, was like, like... what an asshole. I was like, it looks like great music, but no. <laughs> I just lugged fucking 50 pounds of vinyl down here. Fuck off. <laughs> No, but man, that was a that was a, a it's such a cool spot. Man. Yeah, I actually got invited to go there the other night. I think it was after uh, Alalas played mm. at um at Mohawk, and I was like, do I do I really want to go get stuck down there and not know when I'm coming back or yeah. what's going on when I'm this drunk? Yeah, and so I bypassed the opportunity, but I heard it was fun as fuck. Nice. Yeah, because for those night. of you who don't know, this is a Man has built this magical forest it's a, theater it's a art, it's art a space. Art installation, yeah. but he has a huge, a livable, art. massive outdoors theater screen where you can, where he screens these just phenomenal late night nature scenes or Wizard well, of Oz, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's a good segue here because the next track that we got is Diodato, which is uh, obviously, uh, if any. 
any beat maker knows this dude because he's got a couple of famous breaks and he was on CTI Records and pretty quintessential jazz funk. Yeah. Um, and, you know, your list has a lot of cool cinematic things right. uh, on there, like a lot of stuff from soundtrack. But this is just from his record, Night Cruiser, um, and the track is Skating, but it's got that quintessential 70s soundtrack vibe. Yeah. So smooth, <laughs> a little cheesy. little cheesy. I guess it was 1980 it came cheese. out, but still, yeah. Good but cheese. the good cheese, the good cheese. So I've been um, kind of well, I've been getting into lately. I've been getting into two different, well, two different things. Yes, good cheese and cinematic. So this actually, this song probably incorporates both really well. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what you do. Like you just like, what if that was your thing? Is like you buy good French cheese and just eat that cheese while you listen to corny like 70s soundtracks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The good, the good cheese. I like that good cheese. That good cheese. Well, let's uh, let's check out this uh, this good cheese by Diodato. I think that's how you pronounce the name. Yeah. I can't remember.
So your wife will be roller skating to this song. Oh, yeah. She's a huge roller skater. She has a little crew that goes out about every week. And uh, Rose is also you know, a member of the orchestrian family. She, dan- yeah, yeah. she dances. and oh, I'd hope so if she's your wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, yes. But in family in two ways. Of course. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so one of these days we'll hopefully do a roller skating video. That's an... What about the Golden Dawn Orchestra live roller disco? That is that is we that that has been attempted as well. It just hasn't come to fruition. I'm sure it will. They've got that place south. There's a place south of here where they do a future disco. Oh, cool. Or south? Yeah, south. Some friends of mine from Solstice Fest do a, something called Future Disco. That is such a it's such a funny thing to think about like <laughs> in the 70s like how fools were hanging out like at the roller skating rink like Dre- like dressed, dressed up nuns, like yeah. like you know like like on some saturday night fever vibes yeah. and doing and that's like how you'd go like get girls is like oh, go yeah. roller skate <laughs> like you'd have to have your moves yeah. and shit you know? well we go we go to a couple and there's one plane passing over it's yeah we're out if you guys haven't noticed by now we're fairly close to the airport but you know it's part of the ambiance so there's uh there's one that happens once a month over here that we just went last weekend uh it's on the east side and there are some dudes some of those dudes that were doing it in the seventies. The OGs out, were yeah, there? Yeah, and they got they they're there every it's once a month. It's called it's it's called Adult Skate Night. Bring your own you bring bring your own booze. Yeah, yeah. And do I've they, been down to one of those. It's like it's like the little roller skating rink that looks like you're walking into like a warehouse or something, right? It's uh, maybe not. There's another. There's one of. Is it on the east here. side? There's a couple that do adult adult skate nights, but this okay, is like the OG, like east side dudes, gotcha. like like still got their froze. Dude, and they I got, can see them like they walk up with they, like the walker, <laughs> right, but then as soon as they get on yeah. the on the rink, totally. they're and out they, there just like no, they, flowing. Yo, they got like full on synchronized moves. Like all of them what? will be out there doing like these synchronized fucking moves. It's badass. Dude, that sounds sick. It's really rad. Let me know when that's happening. I will, yeah. I want to go check one of yeah, those it's out. like every third Saturday or something. People people drive in. These dudes drive in from San Antonio. I shouldn't say wow. all dudes, but the dudes. Obviously, yeah. But there, there's, there's a heavy dude thing going there for hmm. some reason. I don't know what it is. Well, I mean, disco. It's not all dudes, but. Disco, there was a dude thing happening yeah. with disco, too. <laughs> like, if, if we're going to keep it 100, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's some humble beginnings there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean. It sounds cool. Yeah, I'll let you know. I just like to go watch them do their thing. Hell man. yeah, it's rad. the idea of like synchronized roller yeah. skating. It's yeah. hilarious. Like ten or twenty of them out there doing that shit, backwards, moving backwards, everything in- synchronized. That's <laughs> fucking dope. <laughs> so, are they dressed in contemporary it's kinda, garb? It's kind of contemporary, yeah. Okay, but they'll have. But it's very, it's very stylized. They they have a look like it's like yeah. not like people, not like they a lot of them will have jackets with like you know embroidered like skating for life or shit like that <laughs> with an eight like skate yes. like s s eight or s k eight or something like that yeah man that rules yeah it's oh, pretty that's dope. so sick i can imagine too like being in texas i just imagine like some dude rolling up and he's got the cowboy boot right. With the roller oh, skate, <laughs> that would be, be sick. sick, dude. Like the the uh, the the alligator boot yeah. or whatever. Oh, that would be fucking wild. That. All right. Um. So, uh, maybe I don't know if that's the best segue, but the next song, Rob, we're taking it to Africa. Yeah. 
This song, I had never heard this song before. Obviously, this dude loves James Brown, but this, whoever's working the cowbell on this song deserves a raise. Because <laughs> this dude is going through the whole song on the cowbell, like, and on it the whole time. I think he kind of like, I think I heard him, because I was like, I started paying attention to this aspect of the song. Everyone listening, you'll hear it shortly i hope it doesn't ruin the song for you that you focus on it but i did because i love percussion yeah and i was just thinking about him playing this damn cowbell and it blew my mind nice and also uh i've, I've only seen a couple of tracks right i don't know i've never i don't know if you ever did a full album which, which uh, track is it which track this is make it fast oh make yeah it that's slow, my favorite yeah which is a very sexual song yes, very it's <laughs> blatantly sexual <laughs> blatantly. no uh <laughs> No blurred lines. Yeah, here. there's no metaphor here. Yeah, um, but hey, sometimes you gotta make it fast. Make, sometimes, sometimes you gotta, you gotta make, make it slow. It slow. You hey, know, baby. you gotta go with the vibe. Tell it like it is. Yeah. So let's listen to Rob uh, with "Make It Fast, Make It Slow." Sometimes I need it fast. Sometimes I need it slow. Make it fast. Oh. 
time I said no, I did fast. And it is slow. Big it fast. Big it fast. Big it fast. Big it fast. So when are y'all going to do a sex song, man? Well, Golden Dawn Orchestra, sexy vibes. Yeah, I was just saying, you know. I mean, it's, it's already pretty sexy music. There's been a couple of there's been a couple of our more electro disco jams that definitely I we definitely considered the sex sounds. But uh, you know, it's kind of a bold statement. Uh but we'll, we'll we'll make it happen. We'll we'll make it come to fruition. I can I can I can see it happening. I, I can I see y'all pulling it off yeah. too. I think. Yeah. That's the. Have you gotten into any of these uh, like porno sa- soundtrack reissues that they've been doing? I don't think I've checked those out. There's For, like uh, American. There. Well, I think there's uh, there's been some like Dutch ones and American oh, ones, and there's even this dude. There's this uh, this label, Dark Entries, that is a uh, San Francisco kind of electronic <laughs> That's label. That's a great name. It's great, right? <laughs> and it's it's relevant to this, yes, because um, so they put out this um, recent. They've recently put out this dude, and I can't remember his name, but he did all this uh, soundtracks for gay pornography back oh, wow. in the day and he worked with sylvester like the 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 that, drag yeah. um disco yeah. Yeah. uh artist and produced some of his stuff but some of his solo stuff it's it was basically described like this and i kind of agree it was like there was marauder there was craft work and then there was this guy oh damn and man wow. some of this shit it's like so he would um he would i was actually listening to this podcast and that's where I learned about this guy. I'd heard about him a few years ago when I was living in San Francisco and it got released. I think I saw it on a blog or something, but didn't maybe overlooked it. And uh, so this guy would, he would make these compositions because he was going to school and the school out there had like a, it was like one of the art schools and it had a good program with the synthesizers. And uh, so he would be able to experiment on, I might be getting the story wrong, whatever, whatever. But so anyways, he would go and go to the, the clubs uh, I think the end up, which is like a famous like late night gay spot in San Francisco, and he would like kind of premiere these tracks, and whichever ones were like getting the the good um, feedback from, he'd kind of go and work on further and and put out. But so he would be like live, like crowd testing these tracks, and it's like this, it's it's like it would say is like Kraftwerk, Marauder, and then there's like these like dark dub kind of vibes wow. to it, and like just fucking really great 
reverb on all the on oh, hell oh yeah. man it is cool i'll i'll say yeah you yeah we'll, we'll make, make a list yeah exactly, exactly or maybe you can put links can you you should put links with the uh as well on the yeah you know it might be a lot it might be a lot but i i think uh you know people can go out there and do the research even yeah. though i i haven't said his name i don't want to listen back to all this shit though so you can send it to me yeah no, 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 no. <laughs> we, we, we I, I only listen back to these interviews because i have to edit them you know and make sure that i didn't say the most stupid shit which <laughs> is very often the case and i'll be like well i'll just leave it in um but yeah that being said the the sex the sex vibes yeah sex is a beautiful thing god damn right Maybe Who doesn't the like best. sex? Yeah, it's maybe the best thing. I think more sex sounds in songs, y'all. Okay. Why Done. not? Done. Yeah. Done. I should make a sexy song. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am doing the, the Cosmic Disco record. Right. Maybe I'll make... That'll fit I, in. I, uh, yeah, maybe I'll make a sexy song. We have a new song called Cosmic Dancer on our new album. Maybe, yeah? I, should, maybe I should revisit it and see if I can throw, throw down a couple of ooh and ah. Cosmic. Ah. Woo. I wonder where that plane's going, man. Hopefully somewhere sexy. It's sexy time. Maybe there might be somebody having sex on that plane. I hope there's somebody <laughs> joining the Mile High Club up in there, man. Have you ever oh, yeah. done that? Nope. I haven't either. It seems so difficult. It's in those little ass bathrooms. It seems extremely difficult. And then I saw that movie Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> and it fuck, I was like, I don't even know if I want to try. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I've ever finished that. Uh, it's a good movie, maybe. but that that scene is enough to make you uh, a little. Uh, maybe it was propaganda for anti Mile High Club <laughs> movement, man. Maybe they were really trying to. Why am I getting so conspiratorial? It's conspiratorial right now, man. Um, Jingo, Fever. I thought this was going to be a version of the song, the original the Fever, the which it's not. Uh, but as it was playing. I couldn't tell if it was or it wasn't because I was so intrigued by the music and I was trying to be like, was this the chord progression? And they're right. just like, maybe did it in a different key or like something, something. And it. because it's, you know, this African shit that like they're just making it into something completely new, which they <laughs> always do. Yeah. And it's so goddamn beautiful. Yeah. But uh, yeah, then I was like, okay, the lyrics are blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I don't think so. Where did you hear this track? I mean, these, th this one, this Rob and this one, these are all just like, you know, I mean, I got like first got into Fela like in high school. Okay. And then these, then I just started picking up like compilations of yeah. different, uh, different 70s Afro Nigerian Afro rock, Afro funk stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not quite sure where I first checked it. Yeah. And that, that again, like we were talking about too with the, the internet and all these people yeah. that are going out. I mean, like the time that we live in for to be exposed to culture and art. Like, think about it, man. Think about Pretty how much unparalleled it's 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 mind blowing. Anyone that doesn't like just want to fucking get on their knees and thank Jesus Christ for the goddamn Internet yeah. is crazy. Yeah, because it's like like we're so spoiled and by it. It's, it's what's frustrating is that people don't understand that Jesus Christ created the Internet. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I knew it. There's just so much, you know. People just don't understand where <laughs> shit comes from. That's a goddamn bit. That's a good. That's a stand-up comedy bit, man. That was a, that was really fucking funny. Goddamn. Um, so much ignorance in the world. Let there be light. <laughs> the internet. 
I mean, it kind of is, though. I mean, if you think about it, how it's growing, it it is. And like we were talking, this yeah, the singularity of like it reaching this, like it's the next evolutionary step. Yeah, like it is. We have created our own demise, or at least you know, eventually, because you know, we'll leave and go into space, and we won't even need the the body anymore or whatever. We'll just be pure consciousness. But it's it's crazy to think that we're in a time that we're kind of seeing it, you right. know, like, uh, like the transformation is visible Yeah, on your like, laptop. You know, think about how, like when Darwin stumbled upon fucking uh, evolution, he, you know, there's no context in the moment to it until now. Kind of, yeah. it's fucking crazy. Yeah. Wild times. They could end at any moment though. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's always been the case. That's though. true. It's been a little rough lately. It has been rough, man. Although apparently we were just fucking with the Koreans. We didn't even know where our own warship was. Did you hear about that? No. I, <laughs> I've been actively avoiding. Avoiding, okay. And, and as much as I kind of hate that I'm doing that, because it is important to uh, stay like aware. aware. But man, I, like real talk today, I woke up and I just... I touched my phone and it went to the news feed screen and I was like, you know what? I haven't looked or listened to the news in a while. That's awesome. And I went on there and I was on there for three minutes and I was inc- and I got incredibly depressed. I was like, fuck this, man. Yeah. And you don't even know what the fuck's real anymore. Yeah. You know, you have all these but people. But it's a great with- story. It's kind of like reading a, a Russian spy novel. If you, know, you can remove yourself from it. You kind of have to. It's hard for me to, and that's why I've actually actively removed myself yeah, from it because yeah. I can't emotionally remove myself from it when it's in front of my face. Yeah. It's I get too. It's hard. It's it's crazy, man. It can be very yeah. It can be very anxiety inducing. Yeah, yeah. I don't need more anxiety, man. I I save my anxiety for when I eat weed food, man. <laughs> I don't need anxiety when I'm sober. That's bullshit, man. That's for when I when I confront my dark side. Yeah, man. I, I'm trying to I'm trying to work out my inner shit before I deal with the outer shit. Um, well, so shall we listen to Jingo? Yeah. Fever from 1977. <laughs> Thank you. 
Foster's back. What were we just talking about? I think he's gone. I got scared by the wasp. I forgot what we were talking about. We were talking about... The end of the world. The end of the world. And then we were talking about funk. Um, ladies night. Ladies night. It's the best night. Yeah. Every night is ladies night. Every night is ladies night. Every night is ladies night. Um, but yeah, man, just so again, like, and obviously this, you know, is this Jingo track was sounds like it's an uh, original composition, but just the way the rest of the world kind of translated American and and uh, funk, James Brown, funk. Yeah. I mean, just rock and roll. Rock and you know, roll. I mean, yeah. you take. I mean, it's. I mean, James Brown is in a way rock and roll. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but you know what's funny? I, I see the parallel of electronic music, which is kind of, it's kind of going through the same path as, as rock and roll. So like, obviously, and it's funny too, cause like they both started in Chicago more or less, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like blues, Delta blues, and then Chicago house. Yeah. So, uh, and then obviously like New York and, 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 uh, Detroit and stuff. But so rock and roll went over to England it got whitened up, brought back, <laughs> and was acceptable because it yeah. was, you know, it was a different British, fucking time. Yeah, yeah and it was and like, oh, later. These, yeah. these fucking white boys are doing something. Yeah. And then they figure out that, oh, it was all these old black dudes doing yeah. it. <laughs> and so electronic music kind of did the same thing, you know, went over there, went through like Manchester right. and like the, the acid house scene and like yeah. the rave scene kind of, and then came back and spread through the world. And so it's funny to see um, America just now within the last, I don't know, maybe 10 years, like, and I could be wrong about this, but some people that are more into electronic music could correct me, but it's it had to go around the world to come back and get right. accepted by now, you know, the biggest shit at the festivals is like Dead Mouse or yeah. whatever, yeah. which is, you know, here or there, if you like it or not, it's still yeah. electronic music. It comes from Chicago yeah. Yeah. Um, and Detroit, but... It's funny to see those two styles of music that became the most popular forms of music go through a similar trajectory in that way. Yeah, or think about, actually, that that makes me think, if you think, I never quite thought about it that way, but if you think about how, that's interesting, if you could almost think about, you know, blues making its way to America, or African music which yeah. is blues basically is blues. making yeah, its yeah. way to America and then becoming what we call blues and then becoming the the, the beginning of rock and roll mm-hmm. and then going to Europe and and England and then coming back like you said being more accepted because they're white kids. Yeah. And then after that though going back to Africa. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, man. That's what these guys were doing. They're yeah. like they're like riffing off the that the some of the some of the well, James Brown, but they're also listening to, you know, definitely listening to the Beatles and yeah, all the rock totally. and totally. And, and like, like which, like Black Sabbath and yeah. stuff. And, you know, and as much as there's a political element to that, that I think is just kind of tragic and, and strange, um, like removing that social political removing aspect that, from kinda it. It's kind of beautiful. It's fucking, I mean, there's an aspect to it that is beautiful because yeah. it speaks to the idea that. I mean, everything came from Africa. Yep, that's for sure. Fucking, that's where it all came from. Yep, <laughs> the motherland. 
<laughs> the fucking motherland. Let's, let's take it home. And uh, and no, but I mean, just just the just the the idea of a world culture, you know, and all these aspects of it that make up the greater picture that is just right. so fuck. You know, you look at dude, like culture is a fucking organism. It's a microorganism. You know, there it's it's all like if you think about gut flora or something. It's all working together yeah. f- to create the, it just to perpetuate life, yeah. you know? It's just a micro macrocosm kind of thing, <laughs> I, I think, you all know? This little, uh, we're all just little bugs running yeah, around. Yeah, we're just gut, we're just <laughs> gut funk. <laughs> uh, shall we go to France? Yeah. So we had already previously spoke about Les Femmes. Les Femmes. Shouts out to our boy Eric over there uh, in France, hanging out with these motherfuckers. I remember uh, first time I met these guys, I was in Paris, and I was on tour with Night Beats, um, and Marie and Ari jumped in the van. That was when I first met Marie and Ari, and uh, we were going through France. You know, I was eating a lot of pate, drinking a lot of white wine, enjoying my goddamn self. Nice. And we got to we got to France and met up with uh I guess he's the lead guy. He had blonde hair at the time. But um <laughs> we were hanging out in this bar and he got this burger and with fries and stuff. He's like, Do you want to taste a real burger? <laughs> he was like like he was like kinda testing me on like like you're American and I understand that you guys like hamburgers. But this is a real burger. But this is a real this motherfucking, real motherfucking burger. <laughs> That was one of the best burgers I've ever tasted. I'm not <laughs> going to front. Where was it? <laughs> it was uh, just at some bar. Wow. I, I have no idea. He just he brought it in or whatever. He's wow. like, this is a $20 hamburger. You want a bite? I was like, of course. <laughs> and it was one of the best burgers I've had. Yeah. So uh, American Step Your Burger Game Up. Francis got y'all beat. Um, so this track is... It's from their new album, right? It's from the new album. Uh, I, I kind of had, mi- I hadn't mis- checked out recently, but it's badass. Mystery. I love the cover because it's got the hair vagina on it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. It's like the Georgia O'Keeffe of hairdos. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, the track is Le, Le Vide Est Ton Nouveau Prénom, which I, I'm sure that all my French friends out there will be uh, oh, scoffing <laughs> <laughs> like, a <laughs> like a Parisian at an American <laughs> at, at my pronunciation there. But um, this uh, this track... It's a great throwback to some of that, like the more mellow kind of yaya stuff, like yeah. the uh, Francois Hardy, like that kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, the lighter side of that, yeah, which is so beautiful, man. When did you first hear uh, some of that older kind of French? I mean, thing? I do, I guess probably hanging out at Justine's. Yeah, that would make sense. They always got good music over there, man. He's got an extensive vinyl collection. Yeah, and I mean that—that's the stuff that they should be having over there, right? Yeah, well, they—they actually don't play that much, but (laughs) they should. But they, but because he's well, they're huge American music fans, as all French are. That's true. Yeah. Well, you and and again too, like you, you, you know, we were talking about the music coming from you know africa to america back to the rest of the world and blah 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 it's like hearing that french stuff i mean like i remember uh i think the first time i heard it or was introduced to it was when the black lips did that jacques dutronc um hippie hippie hooray or 
oh, yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this song? <laughs> and then I, I was on the internet or something and, and was just like, oh, whoa, there's a dude who did this before them, yeah. you know, and yeah. like introduced me yeah. to his whole shit. And then, awesome. you know, I knew that there was cool stuff in the 70s from France um, a little bit, but that was kind of my introduction to it. And I remember I was in Paris recently and tried to go record shopping and just didn't know where to start. <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> I went to that Born Bad. I've you never, ever been to that spot? No, I haven't been to rec- I haven't been record shopping in Paris. Man, Born Bad is amazing. Sweet. So they put out I th- they've been responsible for putting out comps of a lot of that stuff recently yeah. and um they're really into a lot of this kind of weird darker new wave minimal synth stuff. Okay. So and they put it reissued a lot of that stuff and they recently reissued um can't remember her name but i'll think of it later but great record store if cool. you're over there I yeah we should, i think it. we're hitting it up when we go over yeah but man i was Paris. digging through the records and they didn't have a listening station and i was all like embarrassed to like ask the dude working there because i was like man he's just gonna think i'm like dumb american man so like, you, just, you just you just picked a bunch i picked a couple and then like i got some gems for Sweet. sure awesome. and he he was he was he was cool enough he was like yeah i can play some stuff for you but I was more, it was more my being insecure about being Amer- an American right. in Paris. Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> like caused me not to like, you know. They're assholes over there, man. That's what I hear. But they're not all assholes. They're not all assholes. That is a, that is a stereotype, which is true, <laughs> which is true like a motherfucker. But they're not, not very, always. They're not assholes. They're not very friendly to foreigners. No, man. I mean, but no, it's, I'm not talking about France. I'm talking about Paris. I know. No, just Paris. I love France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I spent... I I spent uh, two weeks in Paris last time, not last time, but the time before. That was the time I was record shopping and had a fucking existential crisis. Oh wow! In Paris, damn, that's and made a, a record. Pl- that's not a good wet place to do it. It actually was very poetic, and I thought True. it was perfect. True, good point. Good point. <laughs> I was like, and actually, the last time, I and was it was in fall too, in autumn. So okay, that makes and it actually, I t- the last time I was there, I was I had definitely had some really beautiful experiences. So I should take that back. I take that back completely. People in Paris are amazing. You know what? Beautiful people. There's assholes and there's There's, great people everywhere. Yeah. There's just more assholes in Paris. No, (laughs) just kidding. (laughs) They're probably not even assholes. They just, they're not super fond. They're just not super fond of people from out of town. It's just, it's also just jokes. It's part of the, it's fucking jokes. It's people are people. But, uh, some of the beautiful people there are from the band La Femme. Hell yeah. And we should listen to their track. Le Vide Est Ton Nouveau Prenom. And again, a I'm horrible saying that. A horrible <laughs> mispronunciation. Fin de notre histoire Déjà fini C'est dur d'y croire 
this stuff that is uh i guess it's a it's a medical condition that comes from being exposed to cat feces and it's a parasitic thing that actually affects the brain oh, chemistry of, of human beings you heard about this i have think i've heard rumor of this. Is this this isn't this is not fake news I don't know. I think it's science. Science. Huh. I think it's science. But and and you know, I again, I do. Who knows anymore? We live in a postmodern world. Yeah. We don't know. Well, I'm not a fan of uh, big fan of uh, cat feces. So usually don't. Me too. Usually don't put too much of that in my mouth. Well, it's from being around. Oh, it. just around it. Like yeah, you don't have it. to eat it. I mean, I, I. Ugh, so breathing that's it. That's a weird thing. Interesting. But uh, yeah, so I guess that like um, people that have uh, outdoor cats. But maybe have litter boxes. I think maybe huh. the thing. So like they're they're kind of exposed to it to, to a certain degree, and it can. It, there's a parasite that lives in there that that can get into the human gut and actually affect how people act and can make people more impulsive. And they said that there's a correlation with motorcycle accidents <laughs> and this certain parasite. No way. Wow. I've. Okay, I've got a good one for you since you're you obviously are into parasites. I hate parasites, but I kind of am intrigued by them because we're kind of parasitic by um, nature. I read this article about that they did research on because there's the Mormons. It was it was like the Mormons and another and the uh, Mormons are parasites. You say. <laughs> 
The Mormon. Let's not piss off no, Salt not, Lake sorry, City too. We already sorry. pissed off. Sorry, Paris, not the Mormons. Man. Not Mormons. The the Hasids. <laughs> the Hasids. Okay. The Hasids and another like group like that. What's Those are another? the dude with the twirls, yeah. right? No, is it Hasids? The Amish. The Amish. The Amish. One the of those Amish. old school sorry, motherfuckers. So, so anyways, <laughs> a group of people that a group of people that lives that lives outside of modern yeah, yeah, society, yeah. right? Yeah. There's the Amish, and then there was another one. I can't remember what they're called, but they one of them gets allergies and the other one doesn't. Hmm. Like from outdoor allergies. Okay. You know, we have a lot of allergies in Texas. Jesus Christ. So they did research on the Amish and this other group. They're the ones that wear all white. What are they called? Well, I know that the the Mormons wear the no, white underpants. The no, not the Mormons. Another group of people that hey, work. What's up, man? Hey, dude. Hey, we're doing a podcast. Yeah, come say hello. This is another Golden Dawn Orchestron. What's up, man? This is Sho- Sho- Sh- Shofar. Yeah, that's right. Hey, how's it going? What's up, Shofar? I'm Al. Hey, Al. Good nice to, to meet you, man. man. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks. I gotta go. I'm leaving town today. Uh, who are you touring with? Matthew Logan Vasquez. I don't know who that is, but right on. it Europe? sounds like a fun time. Uh, second leg of this East Coast, West Coast thing. Cool. Check him out. It's badass. Safe travels, Love you, man. brother. Nice to meet you, nice to meet you too. Tomorrow? No, like right now. Have fun. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Man. Lock that front door, baby. Uh, so, should I continue this story? Yeah, of course. Okay, so the Amish and this other group. Okay. Why? Because one, one of them gets allergies and the other doesn't. All so right. they did all these studies to figure out what they're trying to figure out why one has allergies and the other didn't, and they finally pinpointed it to the it was one or the other. Let's just say for this purpose that it was the Amish live closer to the cow barn and that they were breathing more cow shit spores Whoa! and that the cow shit spores were keeping them from having the bad allergies. I thought they had like someone just snuck in Claritin and like started <laughs> sprinkling people's drinks and shit. <laughs> it's like, this is a goddamn epidemic. I'm going into modern society to take care of this shit. <laughs> that's wild, man. And that's another thing like to think about like, how all those living organisms that are they all just around interact, us. Yeah. man. Do you drink kombucha? Yeah. I have just been introduced to the whole gut health thing yeah. and the fact that there's more neurons in your guts than in your brain, apparently. Yeah. What? And it can affect your brain. The f- of course. Yeah. yeah, dude. Do you know how stressed out I get when I almost shit my pants? <laughs> <laughs> dude, if I if I if a fart doesn't end up to be a fart, man, that's <laughs> that's, that's bad for my brain chemistry. Especially when you're DJing, dude. Dude, I had uh, I had Montezuma's Revenge all of South by Southwest because I was just at, uh, in Mexico the weekend That's before, right. and it was uh, stressful. Damn. Ouch. Yeah. That is not a good time to be dealing with that. It's. I mean, it's perfect time because it's hilarious. You yeah. know what I'm saying in retrospect? So the comedic timing is perfect, but the real timing was it was tragic. Did you have to um, use the the restroom and behind any alleys, any any dumpster? No, I, I will say that- Dumpster the, stops? I live very close to Hotel Vegas, okay. so which is where a lot of my shows yeah. were. It That's was, where all our shows were, except for one year. There was a... I, I did have to put on a five-minute Beyonce song while DJing at this bar one time and go take a shit. Oh, nice. Which cool. was uh, pretty funny. Awesome. I did I did my first solo. You'd be proud of me. I did my first solo DJ gig during, during, uh, during South by. I think it was actually for a Swedish company. How'd it go? It was awesome. Yeah, we, did, we kind of incorporated a little bit of the. I brought in some of the musicians and dancers, and mm-hmm. we kind of 
dressed up and had a little bit of an interactive we'd stop the music and kind of walk around and weird them out and then cool. play some tunes and it was a lot of fun i really enjoyed it uh yeah jake and i uh jake from the angels and i do this uh dj thing called hot grease and it's more like old like titty shaker r&b kind of sleazy stuff um and we were talking about it'd be great to get and he was he knows some folks do this but like get some dancers in there actively because dude if you got like five people on the dance floor especially attractive women not to sound sexist that shit starts a goddamn dance party yep if you see fucking good looking people on the dance floor cutting a rug like no one's watching everyone else is gonna be like oh i guess no one's watching i'll go out there because everyone's so fucking you know i'm not like a big dancer or whatever but if the mood's right the mood's right you know and it's a fucking great experience but so many people are just like kind of like no or they don't want to dance unless they know the song that's the interesting thing here we have because we've been having ladies night here and we we, it's an issue it's a problem we're not getting any dudes it's funny it's like We'll, like last we do it once a month and last month i was i started the night off djing and there was like five women dancing by themselves mm-hmm. on the dance floor then the, i guess maybe eventually the guys will catch on but yeah. uh right now they have not caught on <laughs> it's kind of funny it's like a it's like 80 percent women it's pretty That's awesome great. yeah it's great <laughs> it's pretty awesome the more dudes you got the more chance you got for fucking fights and all that yeah. shit but it's also i mean there's a fine line too because it's like there's they want sometimes it. they want some dudes i'm sure to dance with i shit i'm sure too <laughs> but i mean there can be the issue of like dudes getting a little too aggressive and and just kind of taking the situation for granted which is unfortunate but um that's a segue into our next song the chains cool. of love yeah we are bound so piero, piero. Piccioni. Fiero Piccioni. Oh. So I've been getting, yeah, I've been, some. I think the stuff we're kind of heading into here. Going well, soundtracky. A little bit, a little bit, yeah, a lot of the stuff coming up is, uh, we mentioned, we've mentioned the soundtracky stuff and uh, the, this, this, the, one of the original inspirations for the Golden Dawn Orchestra was, was cinematic. I actually had a, I actually really started the band as, a movie in my head there was i had started this movie that i thought about writing a script and then i started well i was like well i'll write this soundtrack to go along with it and so initially it, that's kind of how it started and i'm lately been really diving our third album's done it's not not out yet i'm not sure yet when it'll be out it's done so i've been so it's time to start working on the next one yeah. and uh, really been diving heavy into some of the french and italian uh composers uh uh you know the soundtrack stuff from the yeah. 60s and 70s and it's just, incredible just, what went on man it's like mind-blowing it's and because c- a lot of it was like classical composers like yeah. like uh morconi was yeah he's like a classically trained composer and they were like let's introduce these pop sensibilities into yeah. it and then you just get that and avant-garde too buzz and, guitar and jazz in. Yeah. yeah man and yeah. it's just and that's that's so I'm not a big film guy, but I am a big '70s film guy. In terms, I I don't know like a lot of the stuff, but that's I'd rather watch something like that. Yeah, mainly because I want to listen to the music. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Well, some of these I've there's a lot more titties I've been, I've been too, <laughs> which is <laughs> they're, at least they're real. Yeah, a beautiful they're boobs. Yes. <laughs> um, but no, it's the music is is just. It's compelling, man. Yeah. It really, and like you can have, that's why I think a lot of these B movies, like 
Well, I can't. Camp- what I was going to say is I can't even, like, I've found some of these. I've been discovering some really stunning soundtracks, and I can't mm-hmm. even find can't find the movies, though. It's interesting. Dude. So that, it's like the soundtracks have lived on, but the films are, are can't find them. Well, I mean, I think, and, and I think this is kind of compliments what I was about to say, is that, you know, there's a camp aspect to a lot of the movies, which is enjoyable, and right. you're kind of watching it ironically, but you're also, like, appreciating it because people had a limited budget and all this stuff, and sometimes there's some good stories. Sometimes it's total bullshit, yeah. but the music is fucking amazing. On point. You know, yeah. and it's, and I think that's really, uh, you see, like, labels like um, Death Waltz and these people that are putting out, like, reissuing, like, horror soundtracks. Yeah. and like all the like kind of like uh the italian prog stuff and yeah you know all that shit is like that's really what held a lot of these movies together yeah in my opinion and, 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 and this is a, and this is coming from an ignorant opinion that is not from a cinematic point of view it's from a music point of yeah. view so i'm a little biased obviously and it plays to what we like to do with the band also in that when you're writing a soundtrack you can kind of be all over the fucking board yeah. like stylistically mm-hmm and so that's a real inspiration to me because our, like, the, our, especially like our album that isn't even out yet, it, it, you know, it's like, it's so, we just enjoy, you know, exploring different realms of yeah. all styles. Totally. And to me, that's what's so inspiring about, in a way, listening to a soundtrack uh, or album, a movie soundtrack because it can just be, go Flip flop all over yeah. the place, and th- yeah, and it's it's and ag- again for me like um, coming up with hip hop is like soundtracks were huge, yeah. you know, be- because of that exact yeah. reason. You could have just this beautiful melodic thing, and then the next bar it just goes into some like dark heavy shit yeah. or some shit, and and even a lot of like the even like you know the Diodato track. It's like a lot of these seventies jazz musicians were making very cinematic music you know like david axelrod was one of the first for me that i was just like whoa yeah you can do this with music like you can go you know and and uh yeah it's it's some beautiful shit sweet let's check it let's check it all right so piero piccioni with the chains of a love
You like smooth sax or abrasive sax better? <laughs> what kind of sax are you into, man? I like both, man. Me too. Yeah. I uh, I remember I um I was anti sax for a while, and uh, it was the Stooges Funhouse that got me back into sax. Oh yeah. And I think it was I think it was you know I I grew up my mom was a big Sade fan. Sax got ruined by the 80s but 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 there is some good sax in the 80s but there was some good sax happening in the 80s but it kind of ruined it you got to be real man but hey what else could have ruined it well 70s late 70s early 80s but you know what though that smooth sax is coming back man have you heard some of these new bands mac demarco sounding motherfuckers they love some smooth sax yeah it's coming back and hey i'm fine with it man i'm I'm digging it it. i am i'm i'm down with anything sax that's my main that's my first anything sexual my first instrument yeah oh really yeah that's my when you so studied so when you yeah because you play saxophone on stage not a lot a lot but like sometimes i do i take a mostly synth yeah mostly synth and and then organ and and vocals yeah okay um I thought I had seen you yep. getting sexual up yep. there. Yeah. Dude, that's what you got to name the the sex track with the sex noises like sexual. S- sexual. And have like the smooth sax on there. Yeah. That'd be kind of funky, dude. I love, I love me some smooth sax. I mean, I that's what I start. I mean, sax positive. Hey, this is a sax. <laughs> the, the ele- <laughs> elevated transmissions podcast is a sax, sax positive, positive <laughs> podcast. <laughs> But I'm sorry. Go ahead. Say what you were gonna oh, say. I can't remember. <laughs> but you started off playing saxophone. Yeah. Was this because actually I started off on violin? Okay. But then I transitioned. My mom took me to see this guy Kirk Whalem down on Sixth Street, who Kirk was Whalum. definitely went on to become a smooth saxophone player. Okay. But he's a monster, you know. But he is from the smooth jazz. He yeah. was one of the first smooth jazz dudes, you know. Smooth music. Smooth. Which just. I mean that just that word alone is bad. It's not as bad as it's not as bad as moist. I don't have a problem with moist. I like moist. I don't know where this comes from. Dude, a lot of people have a problem with moist. I kind of like moist just because people hate it. I love moist. I mean, I like moist too. I like anything moist. (laughs) All things moist. (laughs) Yeah, baby, you know it. Oh man, moist. But uh, yeah, so there was a great. That's a man. That's like a just monster sax solo on that track I was like it's like you don't I don't even know who that guy is some some Italian dude and it's just a monster I listened to this uh this podcast it's a radio show it's this guy Mr. Fine Wine out of uh New York and he does a uh soul and R&B oh, cool. radio hour every week <coughs> um and he uh what he does is he'll play tracks with vocals on them and then he'll play an instrumental track and then he's like when the saxophone solo comes on he's like all right saxophone solo's on it's time for me to talk and then he'll <laughs> oh and then God. he'll and then he'll name like what the songs were that just played like earlier oh so God. his whole thing is like talking, talking over, over the, the saxophone, saxophone solo <laughs> i'm gonna hunt him down and kill him no man it's it's good it's good because it's like it's it's you can still hear the saxophone solo but he uh he does he does make a joke out of it That's it's funny. pretty hilarious uh, so this next track is uh, Saxopolis. No, it's Saxopolis. Yeah, we, um, we have a theme here. Dude, Shit. it's uh, I like it's it when the podcast sax, uh, sexy sax theme. Yeah, let's go. We're sax positive. So this is Jean Pierre. I'm gonna fuck this up. Mir- Miros. Yep. Miros. I'm pretty sure this is also from a soundtrack, but it's not. As, yeah, it's not I as cinematic. It it's more funky, but I'm pretty sure it's a soundtrack. Yeah, but that's. Have you ever heard this dude, Adrian Young? 
Mm-mm. He's a current guy, um, and he he he's done wor- done some work with some hip hop guys, but he also has this project called Venice Dawn, and it's all he did the he did the soundtrack for Black Dynamite. You know that yeah. song or that that movie yeah. and then he's also he also has this band and and has done some work he did the um he did the soundtracking for all the that Luke Cage show that's on network Netflix and just amazing like he knows all his vintage analog gear knows all this old like um you know all the old composers and soundtrack information i think wax poetics put out his first first yeah. record or whatever right. but man Check him out, dude. Adrian Young. I, I had to. I, he's one of my favorites, man. Um, but yeah, this. So this is Saxopolis, Jean Pierre Mirus, whatever from the Le Mirage Collectif original soundtrack. <laughs> it's fucking ruining all this. <laughs> I just picked these songs to listen to you butcher the names. Oh man, you know that's what I do on this podcast.
did you hate the organ as a kid? Just wasn't fond of the sound. I'm not sure, but now it's my one of my favorite sounds. It's an ever. abrasive sound. I mean, you said the B3 is yeah. the kind of the one. Yeah, I didn't just it used to grate on me. It's uh, the 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 tonality of it is it's it makes a fucking presence, especially yeah. when you're over there like clink 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 yeah. on it like on this song. Yeah. But um yeah, I uh kind of like it though yeah i'm loving now yeah it's uh i've gotten to play i've gotten to play a couple of shows or just sit in on the b3 a couple times at that gallery the continental some of the golden dawn members play over there on the weekends and i'll get up on that b3 man yeah you i mean it's just like you can just slap it and it sounds good it just sounds good yeah it's (laughs) one of those things yeah you know sometimes you gotta slap an organ slap an organ and uh <laughs> oh my god dude so you guys should you should find that pipe organ and, and tour it. with that it's <laughs> 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 laughing touring with that would be phenomenal dude imagine that yeah imagine you'd have a whole you'd have just a, a giant 18 wheeler for Holy just the pipe yeah. organ that would be so dope damn that would be yeah, sick I'm gonna, man. I'm gonna look this up so I can well, I'm gonna keep. T- I'm gonna double task. I'm gonna look this up. The golden, the golden dawn pipe. orchestra no, pipe. and their their magnificent organ. Pipe organ. <laughs> their magnificent, magnificent pipe, pipe organ. organ. Oh, dude, yeah, I, I gotta know where that. I wonder pipe who organ. has it. I wonder Pizza. what happened to that. Yeah, it doesn't. Austin. There's gotta be a way to find There's out. There's gotta be a way to track it down. It's probably. I, some I rich motherfuckers got it just like out kid, in this, right? Yeah, or or just like as a living room piece okay, in the Scampies. giant West Austin home. It's Scampies. Scampies? Was the name of the pizza place. Scampies. Scampies Organ Palace was locally owned restaurant. <laughs> Organ Palace? <laughs> <laughs> Scampies Organ Palace. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck kind of name for a pizzeria is that, man? Oh, my God. Uh, 1977 to 85. That's some Pizzagate shit, man. For entertainment, blah, blah, blah. Uh, entertainment. Scampies featured magicians, jugglers, comedians, flashing lights, balloons, bubbles, and a symbol monkey named Scampy. Oh, a so... symbol sc- monkey with... Yeah, the symbol Whoa. monkey was Scampy. And its centerpiece, a huge Mighty Morton theater pipe organ. Wow. The organ had a movie screen above it, which primarily showed old silent movies, blah, 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 blah. Uh, what the fuck? Okay, I want the history of the organ. Scampy's old organ. Is this Scampy's Wikipedia? Was, yeah. Go ahead. Scampy's was begun as Scampy's old organ grinder and pizza emporium. No. Whoa. By a flight Eastern Airlines flight captain. What? Opt had long been fascinated by antique pipe organs. Okay. Uh. This is crazy. So this was pre-Chuck E. Cheese. After particularly awful winter, combined with the rise of showbiz pizza and Chuck E. Cheese, which would eventually acquire showbiz, Scampi's had to close its doors in February of 1985. Damn. Rest in peace, Scampi's. Doesn't say where the organ went yet, though. Scampi's organ was a Robert Morton, Mighty Morton Theater Pipe organ built in 1925. Wow. For Lowe's Theater in Canton, Ohio. The organ accompanied... Silent films of the era from 1927 to 1932, weighing over what? eight tons. That's going to be hard to tour with, dude. Yeah, a little, eight bit, tons. a little bit. The mighty Morton had over 1,000 pipes, some as high as 16 feet. It also had a whole battery of percussion instruments attached to it from chimes to drums as well as various other instruments, lights, gadgets, and gimmicks. 
a 10 horsepower motor powered the bellows to create the air pressure for the organ. Oh, here we go. After Scampi's closed, the organ was purchased by a pipe organ society in Florida. So it's in a This would explain why I didn't like the B3 somewhere. because nothing compared to Scampi's. That's fair. You're like, yo, the fuck your fucking weak-ass organ, man. What's this bullshit-ass organ you're, you're showing me right now? Is there a picture of that thing? No. Isn't Damn that annoying? it. Wait, oh, wait. Maybe I just need to click on the... Yeah, maybe look at the um, the place in Florida where it's at. Maybe the, That's got to be their, like, prized possession, right? Yeah, there's no link. There's no link to the... Let's see. External links. There's... Huh. Damn. Oh, well. Mystery organ. The mystery organ. Well, maybe one day. One day. It's... The organ will be revealed. Oh, All right. Well, what, here's a what? picture of the here's a picture of the keys themselves, which is Ooh. pretty fucking rad. Let me see. Oh wow! Yeah, everyone at home, you can't see this, but looks pretty sick. So, uh, sorry. Google it. Google that shit. On the, the dark Google. The console of the Robert Morton <laughs> organ pipe organ. That used to always wow me out, man, going into the churches and seeing the fucking pipe organs that went up the whole side yeah. of the fucking wall. I remember going in Europe, when, seeing those when I was a kid in Europe, like in Germany. Mm, yeah, yeah, in the cathedrals and stuff. Cathedrals, those are like mind-blowing. Have you read that, uh, take it back to David Byrne, have you read that How Music Works book? I don't think so. Man, it's so cool. So he kind of starts with this anthropological... Um, idea of music and and how certain musics were formed because of their environment so obviously like right. the dronal music of the churches was because it was in the room where the reverb oh, you right. couldn't so do long. too many yeah. wild chord changes so you kind of yeah. had to do that and then obviously like you know he, he said like african drumming was because it's a wide open space like you can actually hear it way further you know yeah. those those percussion sounds they travel Gary, for yeah. yeah and and he kind of just and then he went on to explain like the way the room of cbgb was like oh, yeah. um was constructed and how it actually for a shitty little club like actually had great sound because of the like the math of the room yeah. or whatever uh which well, is the so shit fucking sounds cool, different man. here in sahara man then like you can you can just put on a record you know an mp3 yeah over the speakers and it sounds different in here it's there's like one i think i think old music venues just create a certain atmosphere. I mean, it's just there. Uh, that's going back to the whole vibrational realm of it. Yeah. But even on a physical realm, when things are vibrating off here, when they're vibrating off these walls, there's no right angles, low ceiling, yeah. like lots of different And it's padded and, by a lot. Yeah, yeah, tapestries and stuff. That's a, that's why, have you been to that electric church yet? Yeah. So yeah. the low ceilings and the, the, um, same vibe. Yeah. And the, and the carpet, yeah. and you fill that thing up, you cannot hear it outside, barely, yeah. and it sounds great in there, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. But tell me a little the history of the Sahara Lounge. Because it, wasn't it like a blues club or something? It was, it's, been, it's a juke joint, yeah. It's been okay. here for 60 years. Wow. 60 plus years, 65 years probably at this point, because we've had it, when we got it, it had been 60 years, so... Was it closed by that point? Or no, was he it, was selling it, it was, he was done. Yeah, okay. It had been multiple... It had gone through about three or four different owners mm -hmm. before us. Okay. Uh, originally, it was like, originally, this was just it. Th like, this was the only building. In the so it was like, what, like a quarter of the size, half the size? A uh, third, probably. Third, probably. Third, quarter. Okay. No, I guess, yeah, because this is longer. So about yeah, a quarter. Yeah. 
and the dude lived in the back and it was like whoa really yeah he lived here and he would just i mean it was like super juke joint like, it was like neighborhood vibe neighborhood like, vibe yeah and the, i mean it, and they i'm sure then at a certain point i'm sure you know they had i don't know if well it was look there. at that lizard on the wall dude oh, yeah look at him he's moving too slow damn he's chilling this podcast is sponsored by geico <laughs> <laughs> no but uh yeah that's so cool man so yeah so eventually uh and that this for a while that was a drive through on that side. So this was you could drive through here and pick up your liquor bottles or pick up. I think a, then they opened a kitchen. Wow! And it, this was a whole little Chitlin circuit kind of over here on this side. Yeah, there, yeah. The shack up there used to be a bar, and they had they had a lot of uh, you know, it was they would they, they people would come here after hours. Yeah. Super super after hours. That's vibes. cool, man. I love that. It seems like uh. You guys get love from the neighborhood here too, man. Oh yeah, yeah. Like a lot of local motherfuckers come out, like a yeah. lot of regulars and stuff. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah. You don't see that a lot of places in this town. I think we are definitely one of the more diverse bars in town for I sure. Would, I would completely say that. Yeah, which is which is a cool thing, man. Because it it's it is kind of weird. Like I I love Austin a lot, but it is really whitewashed. Yeah. And I used to live in San Francisco yeah. and Asheville, North Carolina. Like, yeah. and I'm like. Damn, this place is a little whitewashed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's cool. It's a lovely town. I'm not shitting on it at all. I just, I, I say that to say this. I think it's cool, like a, a cool thing that you guys have here. Thanks. And it's, yeah. and, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to play here on Friday. That's right. Come on, <laughs> come on down to the Sarah Lounge. All right. We'll be, gentlemen. actually, uh, I think we're probably putting this podcast out Friday. So, uh, perfect. Yeah. Come, come down. on down. Ladies come on night, down. y'all. Ladies night. Ladies get in free. Tonight, the F- Friday. Tonight, free shots before. 10 oh jesus christ yeah well but yeah but shit <laughs> come on <laughs> getting lit yeah um you saw latif and it is my it's also my uh earthling representative's birthday Earth day. my 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 rep my rep my my earth body's birth on this planet birthday birth earth birth earth, birth earth. you know earth, earth day birth. is the next day actually that's my actually is my birthday oh so you're born on earth yes man this is all coming together yeah. man yeah Ah, I see what the Cosmos is fucking sending <laughs> down here. All right. Youssef Latif, huge influence on me, saxophone player. Yeah. This, this was track one is of my like, makes oh, me sorry, cry. Really? Yeah. Well, if you want to cry here, it's a safe space okay, on the cool. podcast. So, uh, cry tears of joy. Tears of joy. Um, the Blue, Yusuf. So, uh, this track is maybe going to be the Blue Zapot. Yusuf Latif was one of the first vinyl records I ever bought. Yeah, I had some. When I got into vinyl, it was around the time that I was really into jazz, and I had a period of hating jazz for a while, and then I wised up because now I'm an old, older, wiser (laughs) man. Uh, Never like hated it, but just was just like, "Eh, I don't want to hear jazz. And but when I was young and getting into collecting records and sampling music and stuff, and when I was kind of in this jazz thing, it was. Yusuf yeah. Latif. I remember, I can't remember, there was three pictures of his, it was a white cover, and it had, the and guy. it was like a couple of his best tracks or something. I think it I've got a, that one. It, 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 there seems to be, there seems to be a plethora of, actually, of Yusuf vinyl, and a lot of it, yeah. honestly, a lot of it's not that great. Yeah. I don't know, I have I, like, a few. Like, I, he has these, yeah, I mean, he, he I almost feel like maybe he recorded a little too much, because he has these, some mm. tracks that are just like so mind-blowing, and then because I have, yeah, I, same thing. Some of my first vinyl was Yusef. And, but I, the, the, you, had, you, had to, you have to pick through it. Just well, for the, those of you that are new to Yusef. Yeah. If you just look, if you, 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 you there's these, there's hidden gems within some 
mediocre. I don't want to say mediocre, but there's that's, a lot that's, of mediocre that's, jazz. There's a lot of mediocre there's jazz. A lot of mediocre yeah. jazz, especially in the '70s. '70s was t- rough. It was rough, but there was also some genius, some deep shit. But I remember what drawn. Uh, you know, I was just looking through the jazz. I didn't know who this dude was, yeah. and I just he just looked so cool, yeah. and his name sounded so that's cool. That's Yusuf why, That might be I why I like, had a lot of Yusuf. I was uh, like, this guy <laughs> sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. And then, but yeah, man. I mean, the late '60s in in. Uh, with jazz like when they started really when they when they shifted from heroin to acid <laughs> is when shit got really cool yeah and then when they started doing blow it got a little rough and that's when the 70s happened yeah, yeah. that's when it got a little <laughs> questionable <laughs> some of it got really good and some of it got really bad yeah but yeah, you know hey that's what i remember i was uh talking to my buddy and he was like hey man if you want you get a terabyte uh gig hard drive and i'll give you the vault like the Grateful Dead, oh yeah, the yeah. Vault, all the live yeah. shows, and I never got it, but I planned to. But um, he was like, "It's crazy listening, listening to the because you can hear the drug eras, yeah, and totally. how the music is affected by the particular drug that they yeah. were really into. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's I mean, you can just tell that about music in general. But yeah. it's funny to see it all laid out in linear fashion. Yeah. <laughs> Cocaine is not a creative drug. I think it makes people think they're creative, right? It makes people talk about how they think they're creative. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, let's listen to a, a good Yusuf Latif and uh, back home.
Now that's some smooth sax. In the good way. In a good way. I was say. A sax can be a little too smooth. That was just rugged enough. Yeah. You know, sometimes gotta you got to make it fast, make it slow. Make it fast, make it rough, make it smooth. Make it rough, make it smooth, you know? <laughs> Yousef can definitely do both. <laughs> Yousef really came through. Um, so, yeah, we should uh, we should probably plug the uh, the levitation party, as you mentioned during the break, um, which if you're paying attention to levitation, uh, it's not happening this year, but in lieu we're having a celebration, a uh, couple nights at our good friends Barracuda and um, Hotel Vegas, and we're gonna have some parties, man. And you guys are Hell playing, yeah. and yeah, you and curated yeah, one we're of the curating, nights, right? Like, yeah, yeah, we're curating. I think did Night Beats curate the other one? Uh, yeah, that's the one I'm playing. Yeah, is the Night Beats one, and you guys are both. I'm DJing one. Oh, you're DJing ours and playing theirs. Okay. Do you want to DJ some during the maybe. other night? Possibly. Because uh, I was talking to Rob about maybe. I guess uh, Night Beats are maybe DJing some and yeah. then like maybe Holy Wave and just get like all yeah. the homies that are playing. Dude, like to yeah. just, we could just do cool. rotating DJ sets between yeah. bands or something. Oh, yeah. Um, there's, a we'll logi- yeah. Yeah. there's a lot of logistics of course, going of into my show with the, with the, but maybe mm. after would be better. But or earlier or well, early the, on. Well, the, uh, the other night. Like not oh, the night you're yeah. playing. Oh, the, fuck yeah, yeah, exactly. That'd be exactly. Awesome. No, yeah, no, yeah. no, not the same night. So, yeah. So the, I think that. All right. Hey, JoJo's back. JoJo. Come say what's up. But go ahead, sorry. He's going to say something, I think. You better capture it. So this cat, he's the local, he's the local hunter. <laughs> he loves the Golden Dawn Orchestra. We got, it. we got him on mic. We, we got, got him on mic. It's documented. Um, so yeah, I think they. I think originally they were just gonna. I think maybe originally they were gonna. Night Beats asked about us playing that show, mm. and then and then then Rob kind of had because they were curating it, and then Rob was kind of like, well, why don't we just expand this and do like yeah. three nights and have it have the Golden Dawn curate another night. Perfect. And so yeah, it's kind of a little small tribute to to the to the festival just to keep it keep that keep that weekend on 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 lockdown i just i think the vibes are going to be so good man hell yeah just because everyone's going to be so thankful that uh, you know what i'm saying because yeah. like it's it's been such a fucking right. tragic year yeah i also think there's maybe like some lack of stress to it to a degree yeah. this year because we're like yeah, we can just enjoy the music. We can just hang. Yeah. It's like it'll be like bringing it right back to the roots, basically. Yeah, and you know, sometimes there's got to be the destruction and the rebuild. You know, yeah. and sometimes that destruction is out of our our hands. That's right. And coming back from the ashes. Well, that's the that's the archetypal story of the flood, right? Yep. Yep. Which is what happened. Crazy. Yeah, and I mean that's some real shit, man. And and again, going back to this. Uh, the the orchestra thing and the Sun Ra thing and and his emphasis on you know what people are missing is the myth yeah and it's so true man like these archetypal stories I feel really tell something about the human condition if you yeah. look into them as you should as metaphor and not as um, as taken as literal yeah you know so we and yeah we have it's it's been very interesting because we obviously have our own story we don't. We each ha- each each member of the Golden Dawn has this, their even their own name and story and different. Maybe they come from a different planet or whatever their story is. And uh, it's been very interesting 
because we and it's we don't always flesh it out completely but it's been fascinating because the people want that so much that they will come up with their own stories that we haven't yeah. even introduced and people will be like they'll come up to me and say things to me like i'm like well i never said that but they've created this whole mythology in their mind and it's that's of people you guys. crave that yeah people just crave that you know that's fucking cool man yeah and i think that's human nature to project uh upon like what you're being presented with your own relevance right. you know you'll kind of but there is that aspect of you guys being the objective reality that you're presenting in 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 turn like affects these people to be creative right even if it's just a thought process about how they consider you in their lives yeah so that act of being like look creativity like you like get the brain stimulated you yeah. know and we it's cool man and we we you know it's like musicians are the current we are the current mystics we are the current shaman totally we I, are the, i completely agree man uh, i completely and agree. so we have a certain responsibility to we have a responsibility to uphold yeah i i mean i i think anyone that's that's kind of given that whether it's like genetic or it's acquired during their life this like passion for the creative nature i mean that is what that that it's a metaphor for what propels us forth like yeah. creation that's what that's that is the microcosm of what the energy of the universe is doing is continually pushing out and creating yeah and that's you know if you're blessed enough to experience that push then yeah, you, you're you're playing yourself if you don't understand the responsibility yeah. of it, you know. And yeah, I think that's really fucking important, man. I I really do. Healing the planet, baby. Right, Jojo. Jojo <laughs> agrees. Can't hear you, dude. Jojo. <laughs> he gets a little nervous when the mic's putting <laughs> his face. He just wants to push his face into it. All right, come uh, come knock all these bottles over there, Jojo. Oh, Jojo, you little dirty cat. He's got a nice little chunk taken out of his ear. He's a tough guy, I bet. But he's a sweetheart. He's got the biggest nutsack I've ever seen, and I was just told that he was neutered. Yeah, and it's still big. And he's still got his sack is swinging. All right, so uh, shall we do a little... Morricone. Morricone. Inio. Mere una sera. Asenta. Sena. I don't know. Again, now the Italians are going <laughs> to hate my fucking guts. Pissing off the whole world on this podcast. Um, so obviously the god of soundtracks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the spaghetti western genius. We would be remiss not genius. to. I would have yeah. been remiss. I really, I, I really enjoyed all these selections, man. It's, it's A lot of this stuff is right up my alley. And it's cool. it's so cool, like, sitting down with people. This is like my new way of digging through records is like having a podcast because <laughs> like <laughs> i get introduced to all this new music every yeah. time i sit down with somebody and it's like it's you know it's just a great way to have a conversation you know yeah. what else are we talking about you know most most everyone i know a lot of what we're talking about is like music philosophy sex yeah and Drugs. uh and then there's some late night stupid shit yeah <laughs> which kind of sprinkles in a lot of those topics <laughs> but uh but no it's like it's you know it's a great way for me i really appreciate you doing this Hell by yeah, the way man, man. it's of this course. has been fun it's a great way to get to know you too um 
but yeah, it's 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 a great way to to learn, man, and learn about new shit. And let's uh, I've never heard this track before. Sweet, let's rock sh- it, shall we? Let's do it. All right.
Of course I know Marcus. 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 Or is so, it Marcus Lawyer? Is that his? That might be his last. Anyways, Marcus Lawyer. Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember the name of his project, though. It's pretty cool. Well, Marcus, um, he... He's one of the guys I met at Levitation. Yeah, he, he works with Levitation. Exactly. Yeah. So he was one of the first guys I really became tight with upon, uh, like on the grounds at Levitation because right, he yeah. was working the the stage and he would help me out and was just the sweetest guy. Yeah, super and, sweet. And uh, when I moved here, just kind of like, he like actually sat down with me. He's like, hey man, like, you know, like I think these are some cool people you should probably talk to. They're doing some things. And yeah, like, he's the he's just a kind great of networker. He's he he's, was like a liaison a to the city, liaison, kind of. And uh, big ups to Marcus and Marcus. Yeah. You got to start your own podcast now, man. Yeah, that's what that's how we got. We've on here. we've just we've just deemed it. Um, it it is, has to happen. It has to happen. Uh, Zappot was giving me the the four one one on the concept you have, and uh, take it from a professional podcaster, Marcus. <laughs> It's a great experience, and I think you'd do well. Um, so that hopefully that will pressure Marcus to start his own podcast because he's a super informed dude, yeah. really articulate. And he knows everybody. Yeah. And I was uh, just talking about how he he has he basically does co- these conversations before he tracks your whatever you're working on. He he he's has you put you listen to records from your childhood and a record that you're just into, and he just talks about what music means to you and how it how it informed your life and where how you got started and all that and it, it, and he yeah he needs to do it that would be i have a buddy uh who does something similar uh in san francisco called uh, phonographic memory mm-hmm. and it's like your most important record or whatever yeah. you sit down and just talk about it yeah. and yet dude people love that man yeah people love that yeah it would be a great it would be a great thing for him to do, man. I think that's a, a fabulous idea, man. But um more Coney. That's a, one of the more tender yes. sides. It's touching. Well he has yeah, he gets real tender. He that's can get real tender. tender. He can get rough too. He can get rough. Yeah, see? That's a, you gotta have that balance. Make it man. rough, make you it tender. Make it rough, make it tender. Keep it balanced. And he I mean, he's a great you know, example of that, you know, you know, you'd have those moments where it'd just be the gnarly fuzz guitar yeah. and like the kind of weird tribal percussion and stuff. Yeah. And then something like this, where you just like go lay in a field with your girl or something, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like Sip have a on picnic. some champagne. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that sounds like a nice afternoon. Yeah. Um, so we should probably wrap it up here cause my computer's about to die and this has been a good podcast, man. I mean, what, this has almost been like, good sesh couple hours yeah. almost yeah cool i hope people uh but if you're l- still listening you're still folks here. you're the best <laughs> i just pointed at the air for the record that was in the direction of you guys um yeah, for the record al will occasionally make hand motions it's not the first time you've done it you, i you, you, I, kn- I know it's like he's on stage like pointing to <laughs> i know it's big funny, shout man. out to my boy over here well, i got i got a microphone in my hand i used to rap so so like you know, the hand gestures are such an important part of, of rapping that I think when I'm holding a microphone, I, I automatically default to that. Yeah. Hey, Yo. all right. Oh, baby, Bubba. <laughs> so, Pauline Oliveros. Yes. What is this? This is some she, weird shit, this, man. Yeah, she uh, she was uh, really early. I I got turned on this, got turned on to her this year, I think. And uh, Peace out, JoJo. I, bye, JoJo. I, could, I was surprised at... Because I I've definitely gone through phases with minimalist music. Mm-hmm. I just like. 
Well, yeah, getting you get really into heavy. jazz, you start to you get you hear tell of the the minimalists and the weird yeah. composers, of John yeah. Cage and yeah. all that type of stuff. But yeah. sorry, go go ahead. And uh, and I just like meditating on one sound sometimes. You know, like for me, that's what it's all about. Yeah, that just tone, one tone. Me too. If, if yeah, you can get too. into that, that's if anyone's heard my music, they know that. <laughs> So this she's one of the she's like one of the first originators of of uh, the, well ah, that's that's not really true because I guess this 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 is from oh we should look up the era but yeah let's check she's it out. definitely one of the first female uh, female um, in the Western world too you know yeah. like because it's obviously like and she's using like found sounds mm. somewhat some of it's record some of it's like pre-recorded and some of it's her playing along. You know what this track sounded like to me? It sounded like a Velvet Underground demo or something. Because <laughs> yeah. she kind of has like a Nico sounding like, oh. Yeah. And then that drone is very like uh, yeah. John Cale, like kind yeah. of like viola tone or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, this is really cool. So actually, we can we can do another shout out to um, one of the bands that I asked to perform with us on May 4th for mm. Levitation Light. Or Levitation, Levitation Little. Levitation Light? <laughs> Dude, if we had the Bud Light sponsorship and it just said <laughs> Levitation, Levitation Light. light. <laughs> uh, uh, so I, I, I got turned on to this woman. I knew my friend um, Michael from, from Dallas Acid would, would be hip to her. And he, sure enough, ah. he was. So he Dallas Acid is so good. So they're playing on our night. Yeah, and, I know. Um, and, I want to uh, do a show with them, man. Yeah. I, think our, I think our sets would go They're amazing. Well and he, so they... So, uh, they so that he turned me onto the specific track. Oh, dude! So she was a founding member of the San Francisco Tape Music Center, yeah. which yeah. was the beginnings of the West Coast synthesizer school. Right. So what year is that? Ah. Like what? Sixties. Sixties. Yeah. Early sixties. Early sixties. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. So not not really a, not really an early minimalist composer, but an early kind of like minimalist electronic composer, I would say. I guess. And and also completely influential. I yeah. mean. One of the founding members of that, yeah, you know, institute or whatever. I mean, that's yeah. serious, man. Yeah. So check her out. She's, I mean, she's got a ton of stuff out there. You want to hear something hilarious that I, I was listening to this song on uh, iTunes. Yeah. And then I opened the window on Spotify and played it too. So I had like the <laughs> the phased out nice. version, and I was like, yeah, we're getting even deeper. <laughs> I was awesome. like. I bet she would have appreciated yeah, this. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So that's probably what she wanted you to do. Yeah, no, it actually, I've a uh, we we did that one time. I remember I was in uh, it's this is such a dumb story, but it was it was fun. It was we, me and the whole when I first met the Holy Wave guys, we were in um, Copenhagen and we were at a show and we were in the back room and we all put took up a ESG song on our on our uh, thing. I think it was uh, Roller Coaster or something, and then started them like a half a second later so it was just like <laughs> and it starts off with this break and it, you know it's kind of like a minimal disco post-punk thing it's like <laughs> <laughs> and then it kind of phases off and oh, i love that type of shit man yeah, yeah that's yeah and the all that weird old tape music and shit from yeah. like that uh the bbc was doing for the you ever listen to any of that stuff that, no man so i guess like that doctor who program from back in the day right. like there was a at the bbc there was a um, experimental center and they would do tape looping for for soundtracks on on the doctor who or whatever and there was this girl like D dibia derbyshire or something and she was kind of one of the main people in that scene and dude some of the stuff that they made 
like 60s right just uh, you know electronic music wouldn't be what it is without yeah. these people uh, you know it's all right you're gonna have to send me a whole I, little whole yeah list. we gotta i'm gonna have to when i'm editing i'll make a list so okay, i can cool. i say <laughs> i'll be saying that too like well i'll be in these conversations and i'll be like dude send me that shit right. and then they'll be like dude send me this shit yeah. and, and then like never. just totally space yeah. on all of it <laughs> that's a good idea when you're editing Note I'll make a Al. list. I'll make a list. All right. I'll get to this point and yeah. then have to go all the <laughs> way back. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, this is so Pauline Olivios. Uh, so stoked to be introduced to this track, man. So uh, we're going to send look, y'all look, out. Look, look, Whoa, it's a baby <laughs> possum. It's a th- <laughs> Yo, so a baby possum. I've never seen a baby possum in real life. This is the cutest thing I've ever seen. Snuck out. Sleeked up to the damn cat food, went in, took one little chunk of cat food, and scurried off. (laughs) Holy shit, that was cute. JoJo's going to have a field day with that motherfucker, though. JoJo's going to fuck that little baby up. I hope he enjoys that piece of the cat food that is now going to be his utter demise. (laughs) You know, sometimes you risk it for a biscuit, and, you know, sometimes it doesn't turn out so well. But you got to risk it for a biscuit. Uh, but yeah, so horse sings from cloud. We're gonna send y'all off with twenty minutes of drone. Oh yeah. I hope you're ready. Light it up. All right, man. Uh, Zapat, Magawi. It's been a pleasure. From the Golden Dawn Orchestra. Thank you so much, man. Thank you, this brother. has been great. Yeah. Um, and we'll see you at uh, your birthday. My birthday tonight. Tonight. The Friday of this, the release of this, and then at the Levitation Light. Yeah. All right. Peace, Peace man. Peace and love. Peace and love. <laughs>